Welcome to the State of Wrestling, the Power Drive from the Brooklyn Mall. I'm here with the big man. Happy New Year, big man. Happy New Year, Brooklyn Mauler. How are you? How was your how was your New Year's Eve? It was it was one. It was. it was nice. Please tell everybody what you watched because I think oh. that's fascinating insight into the Brooklyn Mauler. Oh, the Brooklyn Mauler watched the Honeymooners Marathon on WPIX. Yeah. When when he says Brooklyn Mauler, he's not kidding. He's Brooklyn <laughs> Mauler is all about Brooklyn. That's right. Ralph Cramden is my man. Yes. You know, uh, and his and his tag team partner Norton. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and that statue at Port Authority. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. You know how it just blends in with people standing around. You know, it's like. You see tourists take pictures with it sometimes, but mm -hmm. it's so easy to miss, isn't it? Yes, it is. It sure is. Yeah, man. That's my why I watch, man. I watch that. My, the same cast of characters. Uh, Norton, Ralph Cramden, Alice, and her girl Trixie. Had a you crush know? on Trixie. I always liked Trixie. Oh, yeah? Alice was beautiful, too, though. I mean, she was... It's amazing when you look at shows like that and I Love Lucy, what they could do with four people. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, in color, they look different. Like um, Audrey Meadow and mm -hmm. Joyce Randolph, they look different in color. So did, um, so did um, um, I Love Lucy Ethel. So did Ethel. She looked different in color, you know? Yeah, I'm a huge I Love Lucy fan, and I read Lucy's autobiography, and Ethel was actually, um, they saw her in a stage production and she played a tempting woman, beautiful, seductive woman. They wanted her for the part and they told her, you're just going to have to pretend you're older than Lucy. She was younger and she had no problem with it. And, and you know, it ended up being a, a great role for her. But yeah. So yeah, Ethel, very different looking in real life. They made her, you know, it made her look old when she was messing with Fred. But you, you're thinking that she had to be old. Right. And and actually on the set when they were first meeting, Fred, the actor, overheard Ethel say to Lucy, I mean, I have to be married to him, that old man. And he never really got over that. He never was warm to her um, for the rest of the series. And and Fred is one of those actors. He went from I Love Lucy to My Three Sons. And, you know, there's certain people who do those things. Remember Courtney Thorne Smith? She was kind of the, like in the 90s, she went from Melrose Place, she left, she left. to Ally McBeal, she left to According to Jim. Wow. That's pretty luck. That's, that's, that's great decision making, I'll say. Right. Right, definitely. Um Wow, I didn't know that. That was good. That was a good little nugget you put out there with um, Ethel and Fred. They didn't like each other. I didn't know that. And also very different work ethics. Lucy, Ethel, and Desi would argue about a single word in the script. Fred, his trick was he would they'd give him the script. He'd rip out the pages with his words and go home. And one of his 
tricks from being a vaudeville actor his whole career stage he knew how to be funny so if you ever watched i love lucy when the other characters are talking he looks confused and it's funny and part of it is he, he actually doesn't know what their lines are he just knows his lines and it, it made the audience laugh even more because fred looks like this lost kid looking around while the others are talking excellent 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 stuff let's get into some wrestling um dragon lee signs with wwe yeah you know they've made a big deal about it but i gotta tell you I'm a, i think it's a little flat for me my reaction um it wasn't i saw his matches and i mean he, he's a great technical wrestler but or luchador but in new japan saw his matches they were okay i think he had a lot of criticism because he had actually injured um one of the stars i think it was hiromu who was out for a year almost like about two or three years ago mm -hmm. and, like i've seen a lot of dragon lee and and i think when wwe we think well what does this mean he's going to be wrestling you know in those big you know, three team matches or something like that, or he'll be on NXT. What's yep, your NXT. Yeah, what's your reaction to the? I mean, I don't know too much about Dragon Lee, so I wanted you to talk because he's from C Triple um, A, right? Uh, oh, he's uh, from a few places. I mean, he kind of goes around. He was in New Japan for a while, of course. Triple A. Um, he's kind of different. He he wears the really short tights and he has mm -hmm. a mask. Um, he is from a wrestling family and Roosh is his brother right Roosh yeah yeah and um, then there's Dragonistico or different mm -hmm. different uh, people like that the fact that he's going to NXT do you think he's there to be a player or do you think he's there kind of the way they use some of the older people and when I say older I mean older compared to their younger talents like for example um, uh, the guy who has his own university what's his name again I keep forgetting. Um, something University. Oh, Chad Chad Luda University or something like that. Something like that. Well, he's he's a great wrestler. Been on the independent scene forever, but doesn't really. He's really there more as a mentor type. Uh, but right. the, I mean, I don't think you sign somebody like Dragon Lee unless you want him to do some of those stunts he does. But people might get injured. It's happened before with Dragon Lee. Right. Very um, small, by the way. Very, very small. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think he'll fit in right with the NXT. I think the, the um, Triple H, since he took back over NXT, he's trying to go back the route he went to before, right? Getting all the you know, top independent wrestlers that's not under contract and, and try to you know put them in NXT. Um, so is it so, still developmental? Um, whenever they have a rating I guess, problem, it's I, developmental, I guess. isn't it? Big man, it's, it's, <laughs> it, well, i put you like this. i put you like this. NXT is, they have, whatever wrestler they bring there, they bring them to the, whether they have plans for them or they don't have plans for them, I think it's, it's developmental um, to, for the WWE style when you go to the main roster because they work a different style on the main roster anyway. They got to look at the camera, you know, look, know where the cameras, the hard cameras at, mm -hmm. you know, think the promos they want. That's why they have promo classes. Oh, don't you know, get me started they, on promo class. So, so, you know, you get what I mean? They, they, you know, they don't let, they don't allow the, the people to, you know, be themselves and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is developmental, you know. 
It and, is. and I think we've talked about it for a few weeks. You know, they'll tell the wrestlers, here you are in developmental. But at the end of the day, they're on two hours on USA Network in prime time. Um, that matters. But yeah, there's a lot about NXT I just usually like. But um, yeah, Dragon Lee, good for him. You well, know, I, yeah. I'm surprised he took the deal actually to go to NXT. Right, I think um they said um I'm hearing um reports out there that he um was all money from from AEW and he turned it down. Wow. So he, he took NXT because he getting NXT money, not main roster money. Okay. So he and I think um. I think you know what it was. I think Big Man, and this is the problem with NX, with AEW, and what they do, is when he when he first showed on TV, and I think it was the loss in Gubernales, if I'm saying it correctly, and then they they first matched all of them together, right? Because I think it was all three brothers, um, and what happened was they lost their first match together. They lost uh, to the to the elite, yeah, and then they got booked for him for them. To, and then they took his mask off. So that was his first match on, you know, first match together. And that was basically his last introduction. First big match on on AEW television. And not only that, they take his mask off. He gets jumped by his own teammates and get and get his mask taken off. You know how sacred the mask is mm-hmm. for, for Mexican wrestlers. So and they, Tony Khan had to book that. You know, why would you do that? You know? The first night, defend your boy. Well said. No, well said. Um, I can't defend some boy. Um, I well said. And and when you remind me of that, man, Dragon Lee was so good in those matches, wasn't he? And mm-hmm. there was this whole kind of like, the the elites liked Dragon Lee. So we thought, and and we'll get into it when we're going to talk about our year end awards. I'm going to say this. I don't think I've ever seen a company have more unfinished storylines that were just dropped. Just dropped. And I think Dragon Lee joining the elite or being with them is looked like one of them that was supposed to happen. And then it just went away. But he did some spectacular things in AEW. Thank you for reminding me of that. But yeah. And another thing is, you know, it could have been that. It could have been he's hearing from Roosh and he's hearing from Andrade. Don't go. Don't go. Stay with AEW. Another thing is he's he does go everywhere. CMLL, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AAA, All Elite. Maybe this is maybe he has wanderlust and he you know to go everywhere and never be in WWE that might be a mistake. So he wants to try it. Who knows? He's probably right. making more than he made in AAA, even if it's NXT money. Right. No, that's true. Um, they said he gets to keep his outside ventures. Wow. Um, you know, what he got going on in Mexico. Um, so and he also I think he's you know, that what well, ultimately what 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 was saying being saying I, I heard this on um Wrestle Talk, um basically that um WWE signed, you know, Dragon Lee basically to get a working relationship with Triple A. Mm. And um, and 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 if you notice, FTR lost their lost the Triple A Tag Team Championship to Dragon Lee and his brother, and um, and as soon as they beat him, 
you know, they he, they made the announcement <laughs> that he was going to yeah. WWE, and then WWE cameras was there, you know, uh, filming that speech, and um, you know, <laughs> and then also Ty Mello and um, and Sammy Guevara, you know, they got a, like an Indigenja tag team championship. They were stripped of it. Um, Conan said they stripped them of it because they was they couldn't make it because they was double booked with on 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 um on dynamite and um they couldn't make it. So Conan said they after three times they they just stripped them of the. T- um, I, I heard I heard that um, AAA is saying the only AW talent they'll put a belt on is Kenny Omega. Going forward, I mean, wow! I mean, FTR had that belt for such a long time. They did, and they did a great job because they yeah. really played into the storylines, like the the evil referee in AAA who's been on for mm-hmm. years. I love him. He wears the suspenders, um, and his father was on once, and he also had the suspenders. He's an evil referee first. Um, referee he's their favorite referee so they do a good job playing as the evil foreigners in AAA. they like all that stuff they're good at that okay chris uh jeff jarrett was asked an interesting question by conrad thompson and i and i'm a fan of AAA. I, I used to be more you know when it comes to japanese and especially mexican wrestling here in the u.s we really are at the mercy of whomever our cable provider is right mm-hmm. um so for a good four or five years, I watched AAA every Sunday for three hours. Or I think it was Saturday. And CMLL was on Sunday. And it was my favorite wrestling company. And this is, you know, I'd say probably 2011 to 2016. And Conrad said, why do you think everybody wants to wrestle in Japan who's an American wrestler, but not Mexico. Do you think it's because of Dave Meltzer and praising the Japanese strong style? And Jeff Jarrett said, you know, Japan always had an American to book Americans, right? Stan Hansen, one of his jobs besides wrestling was being the booker of American talent. He says Rocky Romero does it now. There's always somebody who works in the office specifically for Americans, so they always have that American spot. Mexican wrestling, the only thing that draws money are the long-term stories and the feuds. And I can tell you, with AAA, it was always Fabi Apache against her mother, against her father, Grand Apache, and her sister, Mary Apache. Super Porky against his brother. Um you know, all of these people. And you'd always have, like, X-Pac would show up and he would try to do the DX chop and nobody cared. Or certain American wrestlers would come over and they were just kind of in the middle of the card. And the fans weren't very hyped for that. They really were into the telenovela style. So that was a great answer, yeah. You know what I know about Triple A, or Mexican wrestling, is that it's more of a... They, Mexican wrestling first started the basically the high flying, the the using the, the ropes, yeah. the, you know that style, and more or less of a performance. And and Americans, you know, basically adapted that style, and they adapted the the Japan, Japanese style as well, mm-hmm. the the strong style. 
And I think ECW was played a a, a vital oh, role absolutely. because they had every style there, basically mm-hmm. every style worked at that. There they had Japanese wrestlers. They they worked that style, and it they mixed better. Good. It mixed better there than anywhere else. It was chain wrestling. Why? Why no is that? I don't. Know. Why was that? Big I don't man? know why ECW did it better. Because do you remember, ECW was the first time I'd see people do chain wrestling for like a minute, stop, and then the fans would applaud. And then what would yeah. you see? WWE, you'd see them imitate that, but they would do two or three hip tosses. And stand and face each other like they did something great. But, but Big Man, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say this: that no, I like in the '80s or '90s, Ricky Steamboat was doing all that stuff, arm drag, headlock, takeover, and they was doing all that stuff there. Him and the Macho Man, um, who else was doing it? Dustin Rhodes, those guys was doing that there in the in the early '90s, right? But it wouldn't get that reaction that it, that stuff was getting at ECW, you know, the fans was more appreciative at that than anywhere else. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I, the, fans, the fans knew that it was a performance probably. Right. So yeah, I mean they had the the Mexican they had Mexican stars in ECW, the Hooventus, the um psychosis, the yeah. super crazies. Tajiri, you know, then, the Tajiri from Japanese, um um Tanaka. Oh doesn't get spoken enough about enough Masato Tanaka does he Masato Tanaka brought that fierce hard strong style that guy right there was he he was more feared than Minoru Suzuki the he stuff was. he was doing he at the stuff him. he was doing yeah. him and him and Mike Awesome the matches they was having like come on that was a they, time when when ECW had the best world champion they did from a fan perspective, like unbeatable. They had, right? they, yeah. they had everything at that point. They had the underneath guys, they had Sabu. Sabu, what was Sabu style? You would say Sabu style was Japanese or was it Lucha Libre? Was it a little bit both? Or because what was because he wasn't a train wrestler, he was a hot, he wasn't a high fly. What was his style? It wasn't hard. It's he had very, mixed... yeah, it's very strange because his uncle was kind of the even though his uncle is oh it's the fireball guy it's the deathmatch guy he was he was a solid kick punch but he knew wrestling because back then everybody knew grappling even if you were a big stupid strong guy you knew how to grapple remember i sent you that link of the cowboy bill watts match and he's doing takedowns it's not a big deal everybody was supposed to know something and but with sabu it was just this kind of Tasmanian devil, as you would say, kind of. I don't even know what you'd call it. I didn't see him do much in the way of too many hurricane ranas things. It was a lot of uh, the ropes, using the chair, using the tables. It was a lot of those kinds of things. It was a lot of smash mouth, but with like, um, yeah, I've ne- I'd never seen anybody like Sabu before. Never, never seen anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, ECW had it all, and and. You know, they had the franchise, you know, Shane Douglas, you know. He was exceptional because to be in that kind of a match and for the biggest and the boss or the main bad guy to be a guy in regular wrestling trunks and boots with a traditional background says a lot about Shane Douglas. Not many could pull that off. I mean, he was phenomenal. And he's another guy who doesn't get the respect that that he deserves. Shane Douglas, 99. 97, because he left for a little while, 97, 96, like 99, Shane Douglas, 
um, when the, when the triple threat that yeah. Shane Douglas was like like the best thing going on TV. Then they had Taz coming up mm-hmm. after him, and every match he had, every big he have, he even made they even made Al Snow. And they had that pay per view match with him and Al Snow. Yeah. And they, everybody had the mannequin head, and it was there. I'm like, that's the first time I was introduced to Al Snow. I'm like, who the hell is this? Where's Taz? But I seen the head, and everybody like, and then, but it's like, wow, this, you know, this was crazy. It had, it, it, ECW was was very instrumental in the wrestling business. It was back in, yeah. yeah. But by the way, about when you saw El, the whole crowd had the mannequin head. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, the story has been told by I think Tommy Dreamer and and Bully Ray that 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 killed whatever profit they made for that night because Paul Heyman had to buy all of those mannequin heads and each one of them was like fifty dollars or something or more and then he had to have them shipped over so they actually lost money on that show just for that one shot but I'd say it was worth it right it wasn't, he wasn't wow. paying them anyway so. but that was an amazing I'll tell you that was an amazing shot to see everybody with the heads yeah it was that was that was I mean it didn't, it didn't work because I was watching new Jack with his shoot video with his shoot interview and he 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 was just showing telling about Paul and Paul Lee and and how he, he and Shane Douglas too, how you know they wasn't getting paid, and and then ultimately he left. That, that, that was some shady stuff he did, you know. Um, oh, yeah, what he did to with to, to those guys went and paid them, and then ultimately he let, he knew the ship was going down, and um, you know he just left over, you know. But he got a lot, but he made a lot of stars. But he made the stars that he made like Shane Douglas, Taz. Um, you know, Mike Awesome. Those guys got big paydays from WCW and WWF at the time. You know, they did got big paydays, and they made more money there oh, under Andy contracts than and the Dudleys. That public, was a yeah, public, yeah. yeah, the Dudleys, Public Enemy. They People made a were lot of money. Rehabilitated too, like the rehabilitation of Bam Bam Bigelow's, you know, aura, the rehabilitation right. of uh, Chris Candido. No gimmicks needed. Um. Superfly Snooker in the very early days, he shows up in WWE. It's it's to get squashed. He goes to ECW. He's a legend. Mick Foley, Stone Cold Steve right. Austin, you know. Right. But it's... I think you're right that the shadiness is always there because it's kind of like Nike, right? With like the the sweatshop. It's like, yeah, you're successful. A lot of people would be successful if you didn't have to pay the people doing the work. You know, like if if you and I got to start a wrestling company and didn't have to pay people and uh made false promises that we knew we were going to break we'd probably have at least a few good events right <laughs> so right yeah man so i mean going back to this the triple a is that they they saying that triple h wanted to have a i like a that good, triple h triple a triple a yeah triple a triple h with triple a and um so and it sounds like the person um that you know the the, the CEO of um, Triple A. He sent congratulations to Dragon Lee. Make us proud. That's the roll down. You know, family. Then, yeah, the roll down. Right, yeah. right. And so, you know, um, so I mean, listen, man. People talk about WWF not having really on working relationships with other companies. They did have one with ECW back in the day. They did. Um, so. 
you know, if they have one with CM with, with AAA, and if they do do something with with New Japan, I think New Japan probably would benefit more yeah. with a WWE um, um, relationship. Now, I like AEW. Listen, Tony Khan is my favorite. My favorite owner. He's he he, really? he's a he's, yeah man. I watch him on his um. I'm, on, I'm telling he, on, Jeannie Bus because you're supposed to right. be a Laker fan. <laughs> Well, she I'm not right well. now. She, no, she needs to make a trade. And so then, well, we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, he had a, a every interview he has. He's he's he he loves his product. He tries to do the best for his product, right? Hmm. And it doesn't always work out, but you can see that he's genuine and and he's a fan, and he tries to do the best that he can do. Um, I don't agree with all his things. With I don't agree with all his decisions, especially you know like trying to book Utah, you know, as a, as a strong, you know, that's baby face, one. but that's a big one. Right. That's, you know, and I, and I also the CM Punk situation, but again, that's really not out of his hands. And, he, you know, I mean, but at, at the end of the day, he's, he's doing the best he can do. And, and, and he's, and he's signing people and giving them health care and giving them money and give them a place to provide for their families. Now, did he do too much? He signed too many people, and it's not enough time, you know, they have. They have three hours a week, and they have so much talent, that, and they can't put everybody into um, storylines and to, you know, to make everybody strong, you know. But he is my favorite. But, again, I will I would say that the, the WWE and New Japan, because Okada on TV, Okada at WrestleMania, Fighting, race facing Roman Reigns is a bigger match than Okada any versus anybody in AEW. Sorry, Dave Meltzer. Sorry, sorry. I mean, uh, Okada I versus Roman Reigns Seth and Rollins. WrestleMania of uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, Roman Reigns. Those, though, you're right. That's a great right. I'm just saying that's a big time match. I mean, a lot of people probably won't know who Okada is on WWE television, but. No, I mean, he's, the, he's no Dakota Kai getting the he's right. No, he's no Johnny right. Gargano. Right. No, the, no, uh, you're <laughs> absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But you know what's crazy, big man? If Johnny Gargano showed up in AEW, yes, people would go no, crazy yeah. for him. Yeah, they all watch. They all must watch NXT because they cheer for the most obscure NXT people who show yes. up in AEW. I don't know who any of these people are sometimes, right? And I know right. you watch it more than I. You watch it as much as anybody but even you'll say yeah i mean i saw that guy once or twice i don't right you know but. right because yeah they would they they would go crazy for johnny gargano on on aew television and then as soon as he comes out on ww raw they it's crickets i don't it's amazing man I think there was just well. I think you know Gargano's first appearance on on WWE television Raw was huge, right? The reaction, right? Um, I still think that with um, Io or Io and Dakota, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually think that reaction was people thought that it was Sasha and Naomi at first coming out, right? 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 You agree with mm -hmm. that, right? I, I mean, agree with that because the reaction did not fit. Like, which, right. Um, I, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, the NXT people, a lot of people on WWE television doesn't know, don't know what they are, and and I'm and that's just the way it is. I mean, people just, you know, a lot of remember, WWE has a 
audience of about two million people, right? Mm-hmm. And ha- uh, five hundred thousand watch NXT. So, and then out of that five hundred thousand, some of them watch AEW. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> you know what I mean. So, and then and then out of that, some people don't. Those people don't watch Raw or SmackDown. So, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's, who's the audience that NXT has? Who's who's the audience? That's a great question. I I don't I don't know. I mean, it's because you never you can't even go by social media, right? Like with Twitter, you don't know what's like a real account or what's part of the marketing. You know, right. But yeah, I don't, you know, maybe, do you think like if we were in high school, like NXT would be our thing? Like, oh, everybody's watching Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be an NXT fan, you know, like your niche. I don't don't know. I mean, I like, let me ask you, because back in the day, I used to watch a lot of wrestling. Oh, yeah. With wrestling was was on. So I would not back when WWF was on WCW, then I would watch you know, um, global G, you know, global oh, yes. GCW, right? Then, um, then now we watch, um, ICCW, Tony right? Rumble. That would come on, that would come <laughs> on, that would come on Sports Channel. Yes. Um, then I'll watch, um, sometime UWF with Sunny oh, Beach. Yes. You know, that one. So I would catch that sometimes. But you also saw the good UWF. You saw some of the Terry Taylor and the. Not too much. Not too much of that one. With the with the when they stole all the WWF talent, of uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh, he you're went talking off, about the Herb Abrams UWF, right? Because oh, when he went off, when he left the um, eight, after I think he was left '87 after the Hogan feud. I think he left. He was the man of the UWF. It was him and um, I think it was, um, Doctor Death. Right, it was, it's like the, it was like the equivalent, if you look at the rosters of mm-hmm. AW today. You know what? I agree because Michael Hayes was there, right? Yeah, it was like an offshoot WCW, I guess. Well, because the two UWFs, the UWF Mid South, mm-hmm. which was a little earlier, that was on Channel 11 WBIX on Saturdays for I guess 30 minutes. I don't even know if it was an hour with Jim Ross. That was one of the best. The Herb Abrams one that everyone makes fun of with Paul Orndorff and all that was really good too, you know. That was Sunny Beach. Yeah, with Sunny, Sunny Beach. Beach in them. Yeah, I Sunny got the Beach VHS with Sunny Beach on there. <laughs> and Bam, I think Bam Bam was there too, right? Bam Bam. Everybody. Terry um, Gordy. Yes. Terry Gordy was a star in every um uh, prime time. Brian Lee. <laughs> Brian what? Lee. Pri- what? Prime time. Brian Lee never made it, man. It's it's weird. I th- I thought he was really good, and he had that. You know, he was so cool when he showed up in ECW, and he looked like a biker all of a sudden. Right. And then he's in that scaffold match, the swinging scaffold. Um. Yeah, I don't know why primetime Brian Lee didn't. WCW had a lot of guys who were like six nine to six eleven who didn't make it big. You know, they got rid of Mark Callow, Mark Calloway, mean Mark Callis. Mean Mark Callis. Yeah, they got rid of him. <laughs> Well, yeah, they had a bunch of monsters. Well, they, they, well, they, they had, they, they had Sid Vicious, right? And, um, oh. and then everyone else that was big, like, um, the Diamond Stud and Oz, they, 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 you know, they couldn't find a, a gimmick for them, but they kept Elegante, you know. I love Elegante. You loved Elegante, don't you? Yes, say. Elegante was my guy. 
By the way, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia. I looked up the UWF Herb Abrams version. Did you see the Wrestling Observer Awards they won? How many? Worst television announcer, worst promotion, worst television show, most obnoxious, and worst major wrestling show for 1990 to 94. Oh, wow. I don't think it was that bad. But... No, neither do I. Well, uh, well oh, your, just, your uh, killer bees were the tag team champions for the UWF, right? Yeah, briefly. But they had everyone. That, well, they they had everyone. They had um, Santana, Snooker, right? Snooker was there. Right. Yeah, they had the Tito Santana. When we were watching IWCCW, we had Ricky Santana. Ricky and Santana, Vic Steamboat, Vic Steamboat, Vic Steamboat. Yeah, Vic Steamboat <laughs> was the man. <laughs> oh, here's something I didn't know. Um, there's a lot I don't know, but so you know how Kensuke Sasaki was one of the you know like road honorary road warrior types. Yes. Did you know in UWF? He was one of the new powers of pain. It was the warlord, and he was power warrior. You know, I didn't. I never knew that. You know who? You know, I never knew that. But did you? Did you know about? Um, was it? It was. Was it Universal Wrestling? It was with Demolition. It was Demolition Two Thousand. It was Action Blast. Do you remember yes. that one? Yes, I do. I remember. Which one? Which, which, what, what promotion was that? It was Axe and Blast and Demolition Axe, Demolition Blast. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, come on. They was doing too much at the time. I think Smash was still at the time. I think he still was, um, you know, I think he went to, um, I think he was doing the bully or something in WCW or was he still doing the Repo Man? But he was doing something. He did. He did well. Yeah. Okay. So. Bill Eady was Axis the Demolisher. I remember seeing the pictures of him in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And there was somebody, who's this person? Kali? He, he was Demolition Blast. Demolition Blast, yeah. They were sent a cease and desist letter. They were at Universal Superstars of America. Universal, yeah, I, said Universal. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Universal Superstar. Yeah, I was to watch everything used to come on Sports Channel. Everything, man, but to come you, on here. Your Sunny Beach <laughs> was the Sports Channel UWF TV champion. That's why you're so uh, yeah, Sunny Beach. <laughs> yeah, sunny man. Beach. And then I used to watch, you know, I used to watch, you know, the other stuff with um with the Tennessee Stud. Oh, um, CWF. Yeah, see, yeah. the Tennessee Stud was on there. Yeah, I used to hate those guys. The Stud Stable. They were. I love their name. Growing up, I thought they were so cool, and I didn't realize how tall they were too. Those two brothers, mm -hmm. my gosh! Yeah, they never made it. And my other boy that I always talk about, um, John Lorcat, aka Hollywood John Tatum. <laughs> he would have been perfect for WWF, right? He, Today, he especially, he, he never made it, man, to the big time. Well, he was a big guy too, and he had that super yeah. kick, and he used to. He was hilarious. He was mm -hmm. funny. He was, gosh, he was like, he was like the Miz, but cooler. Like I don't even know how to describe him. He was like a I, Seth Rollins type. I don't... He was. I got to interview somebody from that day and say why he didn't make it, why he never made it to the big time. Um, maybe they'll know, somebody will know why. Um, 
I don't well, know why. Well, Hyatt, I think, said that he had um, he might have had some um, inferiority complex, and I actually saw an interview with him with about WCCW, and he said, "Oh man, when Kerry Von Erich's music played, man, I was." carry and they and he started singing the you know the tom sawyer song and he's like modern day warrior and i was just i was just such a fan and i'm like i wonder if he realized how good he was you know and i just think teaming with jack victory took too much of his career up you know i wasn't a fan of that tag team as much john tatum well, and jack victory well jack victory made stay, stay relevant in the 90s he went remember he went to ecw Oh, you're right. I That's how I learned that. a lot about Jack Victory. From is from ECW. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, so he stayed relevant, and uh, and you know, and he was in the AWA, and he was in WCCW, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, a lot of independent stuff. So I don't know why, you know, um, I don't know whose NXT audience is. Um, so I don't know, but we'll—I mean, we'll see. I know this Wrestle Kingdom. Are you gonna watch it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, you know. Oh, by the way, I just want to say before I switch this part off, um, that demolition. Uh, what was demolition? Um, blast. The blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who co-created demolition? It was. Um, uh, Moondog Rex. Moondog Rex. Wasn't yeah, so he the first? Wasn't he the first? The the original Smash. See, of course, you already knew that. You're a huge fan, but so that's why he. Uh, yeah, they were the. Uh... See, I I didn't know that about the Moondog Rex. But see, but but the 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 first shots of W of of Axe and Smash before they changed to um, Barry Dosso, they didn't look right. You know what I'm saying? No, no, uh, I, I think that's the the Barry Dosso smash was made him iconic. I don't know if they would have made it if 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 he would have continued to be Smash. I don't know, but because I don't know because you look at Demolition when they first came and that was a switcheroo and a lot of people didn't know that was a a switcheroo. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what? Well, you're asking about Wrestle Kingdom, and I do have something to say about it on the news front. So, Sasha Banks, there's videos of her. She's having a great time. She's partying in India, you know? She's in um, India? Well, she just went over there. So, she big... said she was in Japan. What these liar wrestling people? She's going everywhere. And here's the thing that I'm wondering Wrestle Kingdom's coming up, right? As this week. And, yeah, and you see her partying in a huge, crowded place in India. I hope she doesn't test positive for COVID before Wrestle Kingdom. Well, that's what it was posted on her account. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't. Is it time? Does it does does it have to be time stamped when she put it? Remember, sometimes they put they put things to throw people off. You know. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's possible. Um, but you know, like if she's enjoying her life and going all over the place. I just hope she's careful because she does have this big gig coming up. Um, so they say. We don't. Is it is it confirmed? Did New Japan confirm this? Feel is like she being confirmed. advertised? She, that's a good 
question. Let me check. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because if she's not being advertised, then it's no, you know. Gosh, let's see. It says, well, according to Yahoo, Sasha Banks set to appear at Wrestle Kingdom 17. Well, that's Yahoo. <laughs> that's, the, that's their news. So I, I'm going to say yes. She is confirmed. She will be there. To do what? Again, like we said this we last couple weeks. To do what? We don't like, know yet. Well, a male superstar, we know what they're going to do. A female superstar, what? Like, they feel like they she's feel like the, the, the rumor is she's going to appear during the women's championship match between Kyrie Sane. So? Again, so? <laughs> Look, when we used to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, we would talk mm-hmm. about, we would talk about like, and with New Year's Dash, did the title change? How was the match? Now here we are in 2023, and all we know and all we're talking about is Sasha Banks going to appear and what she's going to do. That's what's happened in New Japan for wrestling. Right? Well, I got to New Japan again because of you. You was talking about the Bullet Club, and then I started watching it, and then they got and they brought in AJ Styles. And then I saw AJ Styles there. He was a completely different AJ Styles than what we saw on TNA. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, this is some cool stuff. I said, look at all these people. They're doing the two sweet. There's a bunch of them. And I saw the Tokyo Pimp. And I said, wow. This is, yeah, I was like, this is some crazy stuff. And I said, wow, I got to keep noticing. And then, you know, and I stuck with it then, right? Mm-hmm. But now they don't have foreigners anymore. There are rumors that AJ Styles may show up there. May. Now well, he has a he has the he has the ankle injury now. He's injured. Yep. Oh, broken boy. broken ankle. He has a broken ankle. Broken ankle. He who, said. who confirmed that? He did. Uh, he was asked about it. He has a broken ankle, but he does not need surgery. How long he's out for? I don't know. Got it at a house show. They also said Kevin Owens was hurt at a house show, but. He showed up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, you got anything else in the news? Um, uh, remember Deadspin, that website Deadspin for sports? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, so Vince McMahon is on their list of idiots of the year. He's number four. <laughs> so that's Vince McMahon, the twelve million dollars so far that we know of of payouts to women for sexual harassment and worse. Um. Also, great Muda. He at uh, Pro Wrestling Noah last night. Uh, he wrestled in one of his farewell matches. One of them, not the farewell. He wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura had his WWE entrance. He had the violinist. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and he he beat uh, Great Muda. It's the Bye Bye Muda tour, and so on Muda's mask are the words Bye Bye written on it. Uh, but his last match is supposed to be a six-man match. He's teaming with Sting and Darby Allen. We don't know the opponents yet, and that's on January. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, January twenty-second. Um, other news: WWE website. They are selling the Uncle Howdy mask. Have you seen? Yes. That? Yes. Um, did you see what they're selling for Ric Flair? What? Rick Flair Legacy Championship Collector's Belt. It's this blue, white, and gold. It looks like a women's title, actually. And also a limited edition replica robe. 
Do you know how much uh, for the uh, low, low price you'll have to pay? I'm afraid to ask. Take one guess. $1,000. Yep, I kind of figured that's what it was. I don't... <laughs> oh, boy. Well, You're getting one, I guess, right? Oh, heck no. I don't think <laughs> I'd, I wouldn't want one if it was $50, you know? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, if you go to the Ric Flair website, you can buy his Halloween mask for about $50. I think that's the most expensive thing he has. Okay. Um, yeah, no, $85 for his Halloween mask. Um, two star, it got two stars out of five. Um, I'd rather have the 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 killer bees um mask we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else? Um, no, just a new year. Just a new okay. Year. Let's run into let's run into dynamite real quick. Um, so um the, the all right so to dynamite this week um Brian Danielson takes on um, All Eagle Ethan Page. And um, before the match, MJF music hits and people think he's coming out. No, he's a, he's up in the skybox with Shotzi Blackheart with <laughs> champagne. Not quite Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, she looks just like Shotzi Blackheart, don't she? She's a woman wrestler. Her name is Daddy Doom. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry about that. I thought she was Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> And and it's Daddy D A D D I. Okay, but she looked just like Shati Blackheart. I like that's Shati Blackheart, aka Alvara, Mystery of the Dark. <laughs> well, she has a really good social media. If you go on her Instagram or Twitter, like okay. she's she's um, like yeah, she's all about pro wrestling and and uh, good for her. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson defeated All Eagle Easter Page. No surprise here. Um, how long is it going to take for um, all ego, Eastern Pace, to leave AEW and go to WWE? Yeah. I think when his contract. <laughs> when his contract. <laughs> yeah, the one person, you know, who Tony Khan doesn't seem to get along with or doesn't, or vice versa, is the only person who'd be the perfect manager for him, and that's Eric Bischoff. Because they are exactly like <laughs> Eric Bischoff and all ego, Ethan Page. They look similar. Um, right. Yeah, but it was a really good match. I don't, you know, the thing I don't like about Brian Danielson is, again, he has, I feel like he has a lot of freedom in AEW, which he's earned. But his idea of putting on a great match means he has to, like, look weak for a lot of it. And uh, and I felt bad for uh, for uh, All Ego's manager. He was outside working hard. Um, mm-hmm. he's, a good, he's a good manager. He's good. But poor all ego. But he did some. I fans love that move where he grabs his opponent by both arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good, so strong. But they 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 try to push him right, and he didn't win the All Atlantic. No. Then and he keep losing back to back. He's like a job of the stars. That's what he is. He is. He is. And again, you you I can't argue that because it's not like he's. Like, he should be a sore loser. Like, he should be the kind of guy, if he's losing a match, he's just going to kick you below the belt and get disqualified. Or walk out. You mm-hmm. know? Why does he have to get pinned all the time? Get it. Right. 
and then the and then the firm, you you why Stokely then you know he's just looking destroyed afterward. Why didn't he cheat? You know, you know. Yeah. I didn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? So, but some things I just don't understand in the booking. But the I understand the point was to get Brian Danielson over and to give the fans a nice indie mat type match. So I guess and that's, and that's the thing, right? Like, isn't that the the thing that we think kind of hurts Tony Khan is he's like, oh, the fans are just going to want to see this great match. Right. And not think of anything else. And that's not how it is. I think they, they fail to realize that storylines are better than the matches itself. You know, a good story. Because I watched, um, you know, what I watched last night, to be honest with you, I watched um, Paul Orndorff. And Hulk Hogan versus King oh. Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. And that was the infamous when he said you didn't, uh, Hogan didn't answer his <laughs> yeah. call. He didn't answer his call. He was, um, he was, he, he, hey, like, dude, he was, this Hulk Hogan. I'm not home right now. I'm hanging right. at the gym. <laughs> he, got, he was banging at the gym. He said, I was hitting racks and I was getting full, went in and I missed the phone call, man, dude. Come on, we got to worry about Bundy and Studd. And 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 wonderful just you know shaking. Then he came out, and they came out to real American, and then Hogan jumps in front of him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then oh. in the ring, then it was that was a great turn ultimately. And he hit him with a devastating power driver. And oh. then he then after he hit after he <laughs> he tells Stud and Bundy who he just finished fighting to come in the ring and beat him up some more. And he comes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was crazy. And then here comes C.V. Afi and the guy. Oh, not C.V. Afi. <laughs> uh, that was some great stuff. But, but the match was okay. It was an okay match, right? But the storyline, which led to bigger and better things, which led to that Maple Leaf Garden match between the two, and then ultimately that Saturday night main event, Steel Cage, who won, you know, and, um, you know, that led to some stuff right there, that whole 86 that's how you do stuff, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how you do stuff. Um, but the next thing I really enjoyed um, was John Moxley and Claudio. They defeated Top Flight. Now, what I gotta get, I gotta oh. say something. This is how Moxley and Claudio how they look. Music. They did use Claudio's music. How now? How did Moxley and Claudia? They look dominant. They they was like on the path of destruction, and this is how Brian Danielson and Moxley should have looked. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how they should have looked. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I you know what? I'm excited about this. You know, you are. I'm yeah, I am. I'm excited about this. Because they look dominant, and, well, and they're the, kicking the people asses. That Brian Danielson doesn't associate as much with them anymore. Right, but now they. But it should have been Brian Danielson and, and Moxley. What we was, we was told we was going to get, but we gonna get Claudio and them, which is okay. I, I guess uh, Moxley and and Claudio beating the hell out of people, you know, is good. Just keep Utah away from these people, please. <sighs> please. Young Wheeler, Utah. Please keep him away from these people. But I love this match. You know, mm. what about you? What's your thoughts? Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was it was great because when Moxley, when people are getting, when they were getting the better of Moxley, he really did this great, like, kind of, like they were just tricking him or they were just a little too quick and you just see him just try to get his bearings. Like, everything made sense. And 
And oh my goodness, that champagne shot from uh, Cesaro at the end, Claudio. Yeah. Oof, my goodness, that was incredible. That was incredible. So I really loved the match. It was it was a great match. And yeah, it was. Yeah. I hope they go for the titles. They should. They should. They can have some great tag team matches, like you know, with um, you know, with FTR, you know, with with the Gun Club, with the Acclaim. With Sting and Darby. Oh, you're right. You know, but you know, you just mentioned what should be the tag team division, but that's rarely what we see in the tag team title picture. Right. Demo versus the Young Bucks in a feud. That would be that would be good too. You know. Yeah. Instead Um, of the Young Bucks fighting the same people seven times in a row. You know, what would have been a great, a hell of a match to be honest with you. If they, I don't think they'll go that route right now. But if somehow. If they can get Hangman and Kenny Omega against against Moxley and Claudio, I think that would be a hell of a storyline match. Oh, that'd be a great match. Yeah, man, I would love to see that. You know, Um, and I just I feel like you know this is like you're not allowed to say this, but with Claudio, you just see different kinds of moves. With Brian Danielson, it's just a lot of the kicks and the running knees, isn't it? It is. It is. It's It's a different style. I like seeing what Claudio does. I just do, you know. Yeah. All right. Hook defeated Baylon Lynx. And um, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty comes out with the, he don't have green hair no more. No. No. And then they fight because Jungle Boy comes out and they fight and they try to take, he try to suplex Big Bill. Um, and um, Big Bill was going, and Big Bill, you know, was no selling it. So, um, What's your thoughts on this? I liked it. There was a moment when he hooked him up, and didn't you think for a second, oh, no, Big Bill's going to get T-boned and choked out. But it didn't happen that way, and that was pretty cool. I like seeing that. We haven't seen Hook in trouble, so it's a different look for him. And also mm-hmm. Big Bill, right? He's engaged to Lexi Nair, the backstage interviewer. Oh, yes? Yeah. No wonder he signed with AEW. Hmm. Found love. He finally. Well, he was he was messing around with um Carmella. Yeah, he was back in the day. Yeah, he was. I guess she left him though, probably. But he was his best. Has probably his best as himself has been an impact. You know. Yes, it was. That was, you know, the um, W. Morrissey was in run in impact was no joke. No, because he's smart. Yeah, like he has a master's in. He would talk about oh, he has a master's in business and. And he was just more intelligent. And but here in AEW, he's Big Bill. He's a silent killer. That's it. You know, Big Bill. Up next was match six. Falls count anywhere. This was my favorite match of this series so far. Um, the elite defeated Death Triangle, and um, they had the uh, Kenny Omega did a dive off oh. the right, yeah. and then while while he had the brutalizer on, and um, they did split screen. And um, Kenny Omega caught the pen before um, one of the Jacksons um, submitted. I don't think he submitted at all. But No, no, I don't think he did either. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. So, I mean, but this was, this had a lot of action. Um, I really enjoyed this match for some reason. (laughs) Did you think they were late on the split screen? A little bit, right? Um, I think the referee was already counting when they shifted over to Kenny and... 
But it was un- it was uncomfortable to watch him afterwards, though he was hurt, wasn't he? Like he yeah. Couldn't... But this was the best match of the of the. But I don't know why they did the last three matches that they're putting their bodies at risk back to back to back. I mean, the next one is going to be in Los Angeles in, in about two weeks, so give them some time to recover. They won't be on, so that means they won't be on Dynamite next week. Oh, that's a good point. Wait a minute, Kenny Omega got a match in, 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 in Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he does. Against Will Ospreay on Wednesday. Oof. He better deliver. Yeah, if he's hurt. He can't do a damn 45-minute 45 45 Dave Meltzer seven-star classic. Well, if he can't, if he can't go, then let me tell you, when Moxley wrestled Osprey at, um, I forgot whose show it was, um, recently, but that was incredible. That was a great match. So, oh, it was, it was one of the New Japan, you know, they do those events here in the United States. They give them kind of Was it the one in D.C.? Yes, it was. That one. Okay. That was a great match. Yeah. I agree. I've seen that one. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ty Mello and Anna Jay defeated Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, I'm trying to remember what I thought of this match at the time. Um, do you know what I really liked when... Um, I thought Ty Mello was very funny and and actually very good in the match. Um, Anna Jay's getting better all the time, too. I know I was really critical in the beginning of her career, mm-hmm. but um, it's, uh, you know, they're trying to do kind of an odd couple thing with Willow and Ruby, slightly. <laughs> um, but I was surprised that, that uh, Ruby Soho lost to be honest, and it doesn't really feel like Ty and Anna Jay are part of the JAS at all, does it? No. No? Yeah, I know. What um, did you think of the I, match? I thought it was alright. Uh, that take KO, that though, that's a great move, and I don't know how she doesn't break everybody's nose with that thing. Right. And then, um, did you see um, the Acclaim had the rap video? <laughs> that, was, that was deep. That was... <laughs> You, no wonder Jer- Jer- uh, Jeff Jarrett was so angry on Rampage. <laughs> like, I will end your career, Max Caster. The things he said about Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. On Jay Lethal, you were the Ring of Honor champion when Ring of Honor was going bankrupt. <laughs> it was like, that was brutal. What did you think? I thought it was um, the the acclaim Max Caster videos rap videos have not disappointed yet. And and Daddy Ass is doing better at being a background guy in a rap video. Yeah, like he's he's doing the motions more that you're yes. supposed to do. There's some good stuff. Why so, can't they use uh, Rick Ross for this kind of thing instead of having him with a live mic on television? Because <laughs> he was Swerve and Swerve is with Swerve is from Miami, right? And Rick Ross is from Miami. Oh, and, so that's why. And they rappers, and he's a mogul, and, uh, he, and so they affiliates. So they all mogul and affiliates. Gotcha. That's why. Gotcha. So you know, uh, we're gonna uh, get to it, but uh, Swerve is becoming the main event guy in NEW. It feels like. Well, I was gonna say that next because Swerve yeah. came up was in the back, uh, and somebody you know who comes in and um, and um, confronts him. Who? Tell us. 
Wheeler, Utah. Wheeler, Utah, because they're going to have their big match on Rampage. I missed yeah. that segment where he confronted him. Yeah, he confronted him. And yeah, so. That's what happens when you're on Twitter while you're while wrestling's on sometimes. Yeah, so they're going to fight on Rampage. So then the TNT Championship. So Mojo, who, um, who attacked Wardlow with a lead pipe early in the night, <laughs> comes great. out and comes out. And says um, Warlow not going to come. But then the funny thing about it, Warlow comes out, and they're trying to stop him from coming out. And he's supposed to be limping. He, he <laughs> was he limping? He did he limp? And then you know what? He just he's a he's just a effort. I'm just walking normal. He didn't want to <laughs> sell it no more. You saw that, right, Big Man? I was wondering which leg he was limping on, and you're <laughs> right, he did. Give up on he just said, "He just said, fuck it.' I, 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 you know, I, I, it, it magically got better now. So whatever, you know. And then they started fighting, but Samoa Joe, you know, choked him out. And then not only that, he cut his hair, his ponytail. Where did you? Oh. This was such a great moment. So first, when Joe looked like he wanted to shake hands, wasn't that brilliant? And he's like, it looks like he's going to go over and shake hands, but he hits him with the belt. And then when he headbutts the referee, oh, my goodness. But when he got the scissors, when he was looking in the toolbox and he got the scissors, I saw it. No, no, no. Someone's going to come out. They're going to stop it. Were you shocked as I was that he actually cut his ponytail? No, because they made Warlow idiot the last such MJF. So I'm not surprised. I don't know what what the hell. A warlord's a WWE guy anyway. As soon as his contract up, he's bouncing. Well it was it was a great moment, but it was ruined by Tony Shivani. Do you know why? Why you say that? He he cut his man bun. <laughs> <laughs> he said he cut his man bun. <laughs> yeah I heard that too. It reminded me of when Chris Jericho cut the hair of Prince Iakea in mm-hmm. WCW. Oh and, man, uh, Prince Iakea! And Tony Schiavone said he 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 cut the the, the, the nub of hair. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, yeah. we forgot to mention Don West died. Yeah. Oh yeah, Don West died. Um, the 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 original TNA color commentator commentator. Maybe one of the Maybe and one he, of the best commentators who didn't come from a wrestling background at all. Yep, and and you always remember when someone else was being in the stands. In the impact zone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and remember they had him do the shop TNA commercials like he did when he did this the uh, baseball card. Remember him from the yeah. baseball card? No, um, I didn't. But you told me oh, he was. I used to watch it, and he used to put them on the ground. He's like Derek Jeter. Gem Mint 10. Get it now. And then he put them all on the ground and was swimming in them. He's like, I'm swimming in Derek Jeter, Gem Mint 10s. And it turned out a lot of them were fake. Stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Don West. Yes, absolutely. Died um, of lymphoma. Lymphoma cancer. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry to, yeah. to bring us down, but that's simple. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, Samoa so Joe went um, retains his um, TNT title, and then Darby Allen. I guess he's the and the fans went crazy. The fans, yeah. Went crazy. Darby Allen comes out, 
And go ahead. What we go can't keep going. What Darby do? Well, he didn't really do anything, right? Well, he hit Joe with the with the um, skateboard. Is that right? Is yeah. that, Am I remembering that right? And and Joe, who just wrestled match, just kind of got out of dodge, as Jim Ross would say. Um, but but the fans were going crazy, and it's it's uh it's always weird when this happens in wrestling because it's like yeah he's helping Wardlow, but on the other hand he's setting himself up for the title match, not Wardlow. Unless they have a well, Wardlow's over. Match. He done lost twice to Joe. It's no more. It's, 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 Wardlow is over to him. It's time for him well, to move on. Would it be so great if he went back to MJF? Um, that's a ready-made feud, but he's gonna lose. No, went back to him. <laughs> oh, oh, go back to. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, what, was the, what was the last time he power bombed Symphony somebody either? Um, the, um, weeks, the last, yeah, recently he had a um, a, a, like a squash match or something. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want your services no more. <laughs> like <laughs> they can't do what they they completely shit the bed. They did. Dial style on they on did. um on on Warlow. Like did. how the hell it was his moment. And yet, the person that lost it, that he lost to and got dominated, had come out better than he did. That MJF MJF came out looking like a million dollars after that loss. Yeah, and it's, it's like no one's gonna remember that it's because of the uh, that uh, Stokely group. You know, nope. It, that's like a distant memory. The thing with Samoa Joe is, I think it's going towards a hair match because. I think Samoa Joe, he's had his head shaved before, and I think maybe he he wants to do it again. His hair is a little bit thinner than it used to be, so that might be where this is going, probably, right? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying, man, if there's anybody Triple H would want back in NXT. Samoa Joe? Oh, my God. Oh, Samoa Joe is no joke right Imagine now. Imagine him, him and Gunther and, oh, my goodness. They got him as a monster. And he never got the run that he deserved in WWE anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They they didn't, you know, it started and then it stopped. The right. best thing I saw was when he was with AJ and he talked about his wife oh. and and everybody, oh and <laughs> and um but man, um he never wrestled that WrestleMania. No, and he was the only tough guy who seemed a le- first through wrestling magic seemed a legit threat to Brock Lesnar. Yes. But they that never part, had a one-on-one encounter. No, encounter. No, but they did have that that five five-way match at SummerSlam. That was a hell of a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, man. Samoa Joe. How long is he? Has he signed with AEW? Because they, they, man, Triple H should take him back and put him on the main roster and be one of the top hills, the top hills on Raw right now. Yeah, you know, I don't know how long his contract is, but you know. Who knows? I mean, it could be he wants to stay with AEW. He could be working backstage. He could be involved with Ring of Honor, things like that. Um, what do you think they should do with Ring of Honor besides this online subscription? You know, it would be great if Ring of Honor was the place where in these annual events you had dream matches that had nothing to do with storylines. But the reason why I say let it go is because, big man, you it's hard to run two wrestling promotions at the same time. 
just like the WWE tried to do it. They it, they couldn't do it. They couldn't you couldn't do it separate. You couldn't separate because you couldn't do it. You know. Well, he, I don't mean can't to run talk. it as a. No, I agree with you. I don't mean run it as a promotion, but just their events. Like even if it's once a month or something, just matches that it's like this it's kind of like in dc comics or marvel comics like an alternate universe where what happens there has nothing to do with what happens on the regular show it's just the match you know just indie matches but not indie not indie i'm talking about people from AEW or new japan or just crossovers why would they do that on in the ring we do that on dynamite it makes no sense because then those would have something to do with the storylines you know they do that every week on Dynamite. There's no people out there that have no... <laughs> That's no the truth. You're right about that. <laughs> How about this? Give it, give it to CM Punk. Right. They're not doing that either. No, they're not. You know? But um, we don't know what's going on, right? He might be coming back. Well, according to Dave Meltzer, they said he's never coming back. He said he's for people that he talked to. including uh, So I know the people he talked to. Again, the Young Bucks. <laughs> if, yeah, if they when were back, smart, they would have to... The smart thing to do would just to be use Dave Meltzer, lie to him, just lie to him, make him look like an idiot because just play him because this is part of using an angle, you know. But by the way, they said Jericho don't come back neither. That's what Jericho said. That Jericho told the locker room he's going to make sure he never comes back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't like him before. He didn't like him before AEW. He spoke a lot about CM Punk in WWE. Right. So. Well, if, if what's the name is smart, they they sign him. Um, you know, he's still getting paid. So yeah, I read that's why they can't sign Sasha. Right, that's the word on the street. Really? Um, oh. He's under a strict budget. It doesn't matter that he's a billionaire. His company, they have a budget in place for AEW, and they don't go over it. But um, look, you know how I feel. I. There's very few people I would keep other than CM Punk. I mean, I'd give up a lot of people for to keep him. Right. Would you give up um, Jericho to keep him? If Jericho says if he go, it's either me or him. I don't know. That's a tough call. It is a tough one. It's a tough call. I don't know. I don't know. Jericho is very important in AEW. Very important. Somebody wrote on Twitter, I would rather have CM Punk wrestle and get injured for three months, come back, wrestle, get injured out for three months, than have Jericho. Yeah, but you got to realize what Jericho does for them. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I love Chris Jericho as a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to probably say yes. You would say yes to that? I would take Punk over Jericho, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's... I, now I would understand why you would want to do that. Um, I'm saying if I had people, to, if I had to, the people. But if they don't like each other, then you know, I. I mean, it comes down to clicks again, again, clicks. <laughs> Excuse me. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. So, Jericho um, is with the elite because they brought him in, and he has a you know him and him and. Um, him and um, Kenny Omega and Don Callis, they have a relationship. And Canadian, and he's not going to Kenny Omega for, 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 for Phil Brooks. So, you know, you could say he's up in the office too. 
basically. Um, I would give, I'd, give up, I'd give up Kenny Omega in a second for CM Punk for sure. I, I don't know. I would like to keep both of them, man. Like this, it's the Young Bucks who's the problem. Those are the ones that went looking for him. You know, it's those guys. You know, you want to blame anybody, blame them. You know, they're the ones that, and blame Tony Khan for being EVPs. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to, listen, CM Punk is a bigger star than all of them. That's just call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. But if he's going to mess up the whole locker room, because remember, you got to go by a guy's past as well, right? So, you know, they saying he that's he just a bad locker room guy, right? But then some people saying he wasn't. And like mm-hmm. um, Dak said, he would go out, went out and and pay for their dinner, give the girls um, gift cards without, without telling them they were from him or that he paid right. For them. Yeah, he paid for ice cream for the whole arena. I mean, I mean, he and he was, and he was giving in the ring. He. You know, he, 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 he wrestled a lot of people, and um, he gave a lot, I guess. So, you know, he could have had the title earlier. He said he never wanted the title, but he could have had the title earlier. Um, yeah, I'll see you're explaining exactly why I would keep him. But... Yeah, I mean, they should keep him, but what he did was when he went and, and undermined Tony Khan and talked shit about everyone, which some of them was rightly so and deservingly, he was telling the truth. You know, he don't have to tell people why he's not a friend friend with Colt Cabana no more. He doesn't have to say that anymore. You know, if people, you know, they they didn't want him there from the get-go. I don't know. I would like to hear more of the truth of the signing, who was behind the signing of CM Punk. How did they get that deal done? How did they get him to come back? I would like to know more about that. And once I know that, then I will understand more why, why things are the way they are. You know? Okay, yeah. You know, but um, rampage is also like one of those things where the kids, being the fans, like fans were or the kids, and you hear the parents arguing, and you're like, oh no! But then they made up when you weren't looking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, but if CM Punk came back in 2023 to AEW, that would be huge, wouldn't it? But we we don't know. I mean, we don't know anything because we got fired. Right, <laughs> I forgot about that's the only thing we know. Oh, we know I'll just say about Ace Steel that whole thing that he bit Kenny Omega, and then you hear that he was in a cross face, right? Who was so, in a cross face? Ace Steel, Kenny Omega put him in a cross face. That was the story that came out. Recently. So he put him in a cripple cross face, yeah. And so that's how you get bit on the arm. <laughs> well, shit, you get away from me and you get him yeah, off, exactly. Doesn't that change how you see that incident happening? But, right? th- but is that true? If it is true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. You get somebody put me in a crush face. I'm biting your arm. Exactly. You know, as hard as I can. You know, I'm not reaching for the ropes to get a rope, yeah. a referee break. That's why I never put you in one. I don't want to get bit. <laughs> I'm paying to shout you. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> like the dog faced gremlin. Rampage. Um, Jay Cargill defeated um, Kiara Hogan. Um, but. This trouble in the baddies because when um Layla Gray held Kiara Hogan up and Greg was about to hit on the outside, your girl Red Velvet pulled stopped her hand from hitting her. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Red Velvet. But, but it didn't stop her from didn't stop Jade from um hitting um Kiara Hogan with the jaded for the one, two, three. Your thoughts. 
Um, it was a good match for Kira Hogan. I'm happy for her. Um, I'm a Red Velvet fan because I loved her match with Jade in the tournament. I thought that was a great, hard-hitting match. The problem with the drama here is it's like, well, if this is the case, then Jade is just going to beat her up. <laughs> it's like, like, what's the issue, right? That's true, right? Unless they do it unthinkable. You mean have Red Velvet break the streak? Mm -hmm. Man, that, oof. What? Uh, you know, anything, I love man. I love Red Velvet, but I don't see that happen. Because all all I know is it'll make people hate her more. Like she gets unfair. She was unfairly, really hated by fans, for a while, over like a messed up backflip. Like that's it, or because she was friends with Brandy. Um, so to have her beat Jade, she's not going to get the reaction that they what they think she'd get. Right? Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I mean, I, again, you, you made absolutely valid points here. Where does that go from here when Jade's going to, like, rest up? Exactly. So we'll see where that goes from here. Um. Uh. So your favorite title in, in AEW is the All-Atlantic Championship. Oh, my and God. Trip. And so Orange Cassidy took on Trent. And the storyline behind this was that on um, the backstage segment, Kip Sabian came up to challenge him for a title shot and he said he said no you can't challenge me because i already got a title match and he said who he said well trent mm -hmm. say i'm trying to trent so he said oh really he said, i want to see it. And, and trent was and um kip saban was on um commentary now the dynamite commentary team was 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 excalibur paul white yeah and yeah. who else kip saban and kip saban and who else it was Tony Schiavone. Where was Jr.? Jr. wasn't on this week. Tony Schiavone. Why? I don't know. Where Jericho was at? I don't know. Okay, so, um, so during the, like near the end of the match, Penelope Ford comes out and step gets on the ropes, which is distracts, um, you know, distracts Trent for some reason, and then Orange Cassidy hit him with the beach break. And uh, he was able to hit him and then hit the one, two, three for that. Um, so, and Kip Saban's laughing because they were saying, well, well you know, like, haha, he took advantage of, 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 of um, the distraction and was Penelope out there to help him, Orange Cassidy. So we might see some dissension in the ranks of the best friends. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, the super bad girls showing up. Um, you know, Kip Sabian, he just looks so weird now, doesn't he? He does, I mean, don't it's, he? It's kind of <laughs> And I guess without Regal there, they had to have a creepy English guy talk at the, you know. But um, the match, I was on Trent's side. You know, Orange doing those, you know, shenanigans to Trent was making Trent feel a little humiliated. Um, Trent could have won the match, apparently. But he was telling um, he was telling the super bad girl to get down, and um, then you know Orange wins. Apparently, he didn't know anything about it. But um, look, anything the best friend like if this will be good for Trent, right? If they break up from Orange, um, good for them. Like you know they talk about tag teams in AEW. Nobody mentions them, right? The Not anymore. Friend. Not at all. No. So they got to do what helps them for sure. 
All right, and then uh, we have um, Swerve, Sneaky Swerve Strickland, and defeated Willie Uta. <laughs> Man, Swerve Strickland is so well. The interview in the before when Moxley was like, "Man, Killshot was my favorite wrestler for years." I know that Swerve felt that was an insult. A lot of fans, we love Killshot from Lucha Underground. He had the mask on. And who time. was Killshot? Sneaky Swerve. That's right. Um, so, you know, the match, Swerve is so good. He had to, it, it, it was really hard for him to look like he was losing to Wheeler, Utah. Wheeler, this was Wheeler's best match. Can I say that? Or are you going to? Yeah, sure. You can say that. Okay, I'll, I'll use Wheeler's real name, Paul Gruber. This was his, <laughs> this, this was his best match. And I was so happy that the seatbelt didn't work this time. And instead, Swerve got the win with the low blow. I just love everything about it, even even that he has Parker Boudreaux and the guy who looks like Mickey Rourke playing a gang member for a role um, in prison. It's pretty. It's the first time where this. It's so cool because you really have a, a black wrestler with two white guys as his muscle. Mm-hmm. That's unique. It's usually the black bodyguard or something who doesn't talk and doesn't get mm-hmm. to do anything. So I actually like all this and this is going, this is going well. And I'm, of course I'm happy Wheeler lost, of course, but it was his best match. Mogul affiliates. I'm telling you, that's the next big stable. I like it. All right. All right. Moving on to SmackDown. Um, Bray Wyatt comes out and my boy, yeah. LA Knight comes out. You hear me, big man? Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me talk like to you. It. LA Knight, yeah. He comes out. Um, you know, Bray Wyatt apologizes basically for what happened last week when he attacked the the um the cameraman. And guess who comes out? Uncle Howdy comes out. Uncle Howdy. He's a little smaller than Bray Wyatt. He gets in the ring. Uncle Howdy. Mm-hmm. Um and then he just well, that showed me right it wasn't Cody Rhodes right there. Right, yeah, he stands right next to Bray Wyatt, and then next thing you know, he put him with his sister Abigail, and then he leaves, doing his thing with his arm. And as LA Knight is shocked, um, but LA Knight before, but LA Knight is had challenged Bray Wyatt to a match at the Royal Rumble in a Mountain Dew pitch black match, hmm. but it might change because. Of what just happened with Uncle Howdy, um, you know somebody needs yeah, with 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 family like that who needs enemies. I mean, who that? Person? You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. I, mean, I wonder how they spent New Year's Eve after he got sick. <laughs> I, I was where. I was all over the internet looking to see how Rey Mysterio spent New Year's Eve with Dominic. <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing happened. There's no video, is there? Oh man. No, I didn't see that, but I haven't seen anything yet. But um, no, I hope there is. But yeah, this is so. Ray, Bray Wyatt has gone to jobbing out to other people, to jobbing out to his own family, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. This Uncle Howdy guy is crazy. Yeah, he is. He's scary. He's. But he, is he, did he look different than this week than he did last week? The last time yeah, he came are they, out? Is this some Black Scorpion stuff you think they might be doing? Like, you know, it could be, right? 
Like, because let's say it's, it's Bo Dallas that everyone's right. saying it is. It doesn't right. mean that has to be Bo Dallas that we saw in the ring, right? Right. It could be Michael Hayes. Or it could be, it could it could be, be. something like that, right? Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, is Uncle Howdy going to be a wrestler or... Is he gonna be a manager? Is he gonna what I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's 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 the end goal here. Or just some magic. Yeah, I think um you know, I mean I have no idea who Uncle Howie is. <laughs> is it Mike Rotunda? Is it I mean I don't know where it's going. I mean I, I you know, I haven't Barry. been. A, I haven't. No, it's not Barry. He had the heart attack, and he's taller. But I, I haven't been a fan of. Bray. I'm not a fan of Bray Wyatt. I'm not a fan of of any of this. This was. I, I do like that. This is very an unobtrusive. It's just very interesting in its own way, and this made it even more interesting because one, we know it's not Bray Wyatt apparently, and two, what does this mean for the blackout match? You know, is it is it going to be Uncle Howdy against um, Bray Wyatt, which would make more sense, or will it be funny to see Eli Drake just kind of scared to death? <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, people saying this is not getting what's the name doing no favors for for um, L.A. Knight. I do. I think the opposite. I think this is this is really made L.A. Knight a forefront on TV, and he's in front of more eyes. About yeah. two million people every every week, so a lot of people know who L.A. Knight is, and I think L.A. Knight can go anywhere now, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's L.A. Knight from off TV." You oh, know, I totally agree with you. Like, well, where else should he be? Should he be in like some random six tag team match with the Lotharios? No. Should he be in Judgment Day, standing behind Rhea and Dom, not really doing anything? No. Um, so this is this is the best spot for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I think this is a good storyline. He got he even though he might lose, it's a gimmick match, so he might lose in a gimmicky way. He did he he has he he has put Bray White down and put the boots to him a couple of times. So you know he he hasn't looked like Jabroni, you know, during no, his whole no. few. So no. I think he's look he hasn't looked weak, you know. Um, you know, I think he looks strong. He comes back every week trying to prove his point. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think this is really helping him out. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. And everything, no matter what people say, more than anything else in WWE, and I'm going to say even the compared to the bloodline, this trends on Twitter, on social media, whenever it's on. You know, so whenever he's in a scene, everyone's wondering what's going to happen next. Oh yeah, a lot of people are interested in. A lot of people are interested in this Uncle Howdy, um, Bray Wyatt, you know, um, stuff. Yeah, you know, he has a lot of fans. Yeah, you know, so you know, it's a lot of you know. So I'm interested in to see where it goes, man. Of course, um, you know, we'll see what happens, man. Um, so up next, um, Solo Sokoa defeated Sheamus in a pretty good match. Yeah, Solo is um, great in everything. He's like I'm. I'm a big NXT hater, but I, I remember the first time I saw him, I told you, man, Solo's really good. You know, well, Solo, Solo probably is going to be the best NXT prospect in a while. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're going to book him, 
and and he he he's from the family, and he can take from almost from a lot of people. He can take from Rakishi. He can take from Umaga. He can take from Rome. He can take from a lot of people, and um, you know, I think this is something that's gonna really. I think there's something really that's going to, um, he's going to be a star, you know. Not, it, it, it's crazy. Do you know what his full name is? Joseph Yokozuna Fatu. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's so distinct from his brothers, isn't he? Yes. Like, you you wouldn't even know he was their brother. You Definitely. Know, you, you think cousin, maybe? Or, right. Know. And they, he could go, you know, it's crazy. And what they did with him is, they put him. They can put him on raw by himself, and he. Then they can. Um, he can just be by himself. He don't need to be in the bloodline. No, he doesn't. No, he, no, he doesn't. I, like I said, I, when when he was on NXT, that was like the only thing I liked, really. Yeah, not he the only thing, but one of the only things. Do you think he need a manager? Yeah. Yeah, if he was by himself, I think the drama of of you know a manager trying to boss him around or him not taking it, something uh-huh. like that. By the way, he was in a Nicole Kidman movie. Which one? He was in a movie called Destroyer in 2018. Um, and do you know what his character's name is? What? Taz. Oh wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh wow! Up next, the women's the SmackDown Championship was um, Ronda Rousey defeated Raquel Rodriguez, and the how it ended when they was on the top rope, and she tried to power bomb on Raquel, um, but Ronda grabbed the arm and put the and put the and put the um try to put an arm bar on her, and then Raquel they fell on the rope on off the top rope, and um, wow, and Ronda held on to it and then put the her in the arm bar. And Raquel tapped out. First of all, have you ever seen that before? No, no. Because she was not only, I mean, we've seen things sort of like that, but not where you're on person's shoulder, sitting up like almost. Yeah. Like... Well, you know, you know how hard that is for Rhonda to do that? And then to be in the air, because you, and then to take that bump off the mat. That's, man, Rhonda's good, man. Um, And after the match was over, um, some music hit. It was Charlotte Flair. Yes, Charlotte so. Flair comes out in new gear, new music, and um, challenges Ronda Rousey to a match tonight mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida for the title. And against um, Shayna Baszler was telling her not to do it. Ronda said she was feeling spicy. And <laughs> um, she got um, boot boot in the head and then she got went for the arm bar and Charlotte Flair wrote um Penda for the one, two, three. And now Charlotte Flair wins the title and is now SmackDown's women's champion. Your thoughts on this? Um well the match with Michelle Rodriguez I mean <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez. Too fast too um, furious. Yes. <laughs> um so far, you know, with Raquel, she's so big and strong. But the last few weeks, all I've seen her do is hold her shoulder and lie on the ground, going ah, ah, like she's in pain. This this match had great stunts. She's really good at standing up with somebody holding on to her. That seems to be a big part of her offense. But I'm a huge fan of Raquel. This was a really good match, I thought. Now Charlotte coming out. 
Um, I'm going to say two things about it. First of all, this was like when she's celebrating with the fans after she won. This is like Rocky if Rocky came out and beat Apollo Creed after Apollo went 12 rounds with Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ivan Drago. It was meaningless. Like her victory meant nothing to me. It was a heel victory in a way. Secondly, I felt bad for Charlotte that they so overproduced her comeback. Her just being there should be enough. Her coming in, but to to do the whole thing with the setup with the match, to then have the camera ready, to have the fans where she's going to be celebrating and to make it look like this, this viral moment, which it's not. Um, for her to come out and for Michael Cole to say the the Tampa the roof is going to blow off it wasn't going to blow off um, it was overproduced just to put her over but that's been the story of her career in WWE yeah she wants the belt again what's um, your reaction to this listen I'll put you like this the, the women's division needs Charlotte Flair in WWE it's better when she's there Right? The problem is they can't find her a, a niche for her when she doesn't have the belt. Mm-hmm. Like you know? Ric Flair. Yeah, right. They don't have something for her. If she doesn't have the belt, then they don't have nothing for her. And that's bad. But Ronda is saying, I'm hearing reports, Ronda doesn't want the belt. Ronda want to focus on a teaming with Shayna Baszler and helping her get over. Ronda's title reign was was lackluster at best, right? Um, the women's division, period, has been they need to shuffle up the roster, both both rosters. They need to shuffle up a lot. They they need a they need a um a draft and and just mix and match. Like put Rio on SmackDown, put Charlotte on 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 Raw, put. Put put Ronda on Raw, put Bet put Bet Lee Belly on, put Bianca on SmackDown. You know, you need, they need to mix and match. You know what I'm saying? Um, you put Raquel on 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 Raw. You know, we need to see fresh matches. Um, you know, put Liv back on on Raw. You know, we need to they need to do some stuff there. Um. Get some tag t- put Shotzi need a a, a a a new home. She needs to go to 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 Raw. You know, need to put her there. And she needs a fresh start, you know. Um so I mean they need a fresh start for the women's division. They need to you know they need to they need to, to 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 rebuild that roster and reshuffle, you know. Charlotte and where are we going? We're at WrestleMania, where are we going? Charlotte and Ronda again? Like, where where are we going here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, what, Be- Becky, we going Becky and Charlotte again? Um, where where are we going here? I mean, wait, where, where I mean, where are you going at WrestleMania for your big women's match? Is I'm hearing reports that it's not gonna be um, Becky Lynch or Ronda. And to be honest with you, that match has lost its luster. It, it has, you know. Um, yeah, maybe Raquel and 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 um, Charlotte. Charlotte always does well with opponents who are her size, 
or closer or athletic. Uh-huh. Like her, ma- like Bianca's best match, like Bianca. Naomi had great matches with Charlotte. Right. Charlotte can go in the ring. That's not good. It's she, just her. No, no. What I mean is it's like when she wrestles, like everybody loves, you know, they talk about her matches with other people. But like when she wrestles, like um, um, who's your, who's that favorite of yours? Um, the Empress of Tomorrow. Asuka. Asuka. Like Asuka loves to do the chain wrestling stuff, but she's so much shorter and sometimes it ends up looking sloppy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um same thing sometimes with Charlotte. I mean with um with with Sasha. So I always just like Charlotte better when she's in there with bigger people physically. Because she's big. Right. You know? Right. So I, I, mean, I think this I, is the problem with having a division. Right. right. And say we have a women's division. Have a women's champion. Sign a lot of women. But when you say we have a division, and I always say it, you probably need a separate booker to take it as seriously. Nobody treats her the way they would treat Roman Reigns. Right. No, I actually I agree with that. And right now, if you had to just out of note, right just right here off the top of your head, who will win the Royal Rumble right now as it stands? The women's Royal Rumble. You know, I would probably. The reaction to Ronda winning was not good, right? Mm-hmm. So if I care about that, which I should, because it's a business, right? I would probably say, let's see how much we can build Raquel up even more. The only problem is Raquel done lost two title matches already. Yeah. That's the problem. She's been beat, you know? And that's she ain't got no momentum going into the Royal Rumble. Who would you? So that's the problem. Yeah, Becky. I I don't I don't know. Oh, I I know who you want. Who? Number thirty, twirling to ring, to the ring. Here comes Liv Morgan. No, I I think right now we have to say the person that probably who's been who has a lot of momentum is Rhea. Is Monday Night Mommy. I forgot. I don't even think of her. I think of her in the men's division, pretty much. Right. But she, right. Has a lot of, she has a lot of momentum. and um, She has the biggest spot in women's, in women's wrestling right now. Right now, yes, she does. Uh, and Dom, um, yeah, is, you know. Um, so now we go and move on to, um, well, Imperium and Braun Strowman had a thing when he was fighting. But let's move on to the or main Braun event. Braun Strowman. Huh? <laughs> Let's move on to the main event. Um, Kevin Owens and John Cena returns, and and the roof literally blew off now with, with John Cena there. Um, the you mean it was blew- you mean it was bigger than Charlotte's return? Oh man, wait, what? That crowd went ape. That crowd went ape stuff. I know they sold a lot of merchandise that night. Oh my god, boy, oh boy. Um, I think Cena should have bought the hat. <laughs> Yeah, right. He, he's he's a little he's getting a little bald, man. He's, but he's he was like that before. They just you know they spray or cover it or whatever. So. They did. Oh yeah, yeah. If you go back, yeah. It was shorter too because you couldn't tell. Yeah, but, exactly. Man, exactly. My kid saw John Cena come back. He didn't know he was coming. He went ballistic. How did he not know? You didn't tell him. He said. He said. Oh, it was true. It was true. Oh. And then he went ballistic when he saw John Cena. My God. And that boy was into that match the whole match. Boy, oh boy, John Cena is something. Those kids, people that was just the past 20 years, and they had John Cena fans, those people, they, they enjoyed the hell out of John Cena. 
and they took on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And this was, and this was, you know, this match, match reminded me of, it was the same thing as Hogan and Beefcake versus Macho Man and Zeus. And in the match yeah, in the movie, comparison. and this was, this, this match was, the crowd was into it. It wasn't, it was exciting because it had so many, 20 years from now, when you look at this match, you're going to be like, damn, this had Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and um, John Cena all in the same match. When you look at it, like, damn, what a good time this was. And this was a hell of a match, man. It was a good match. Even though John Cena was in, he just got the hot tag. And he came and did a couple um, shoulder tackles, um, the, the throwback, and, the, and then the five-knuckle shuffle. And he did an AA. And, and, and you know, that Kevin, was it. Kevin Owens ripping off the five-knuckle shuffle, too. You saw that, right? Stunner. Yeah. But... Yeah. Did you see um, Kevin Owens' ah? Yeah, they somebody said uh, payback. You heard about that, right? Yeah. Did Did you see when it where when it happened? No, no, I have no idea when it happens. I didn't. So I didn't even know if it was Roman. I thought I thought it happened when Sammy was in the ring. Right, because Sammy got a busted nose. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, look, if you're Kevin, this can't keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy got a Roman busted is, nose. Roman is sensitive in some ways, but yeah, yeah. Sammy got a busted nose. And, and Owens pointed out to him, he's like, "Yeah, check your mouth" or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then now he got a busted. He got a black eye, busted eye. They got him good. Yeah, they did. Was it Rome? I don't think Roman got him. Yeah, people are trying to put that meme out there, but I think it was in the ring with Sammy or something like that. Right. Oh, I don't think it was Roman who got him. Uh, did he hit him with a Superman punch and, and took off the glove? <laughs> I was but thinking about matches. what you said. I, I do wish they did, like, Sammy filling in for Roman like he does in the house shows. Right. What you so you liked it? You liked yeah, it. Yeah, I love this match. I love. What this did you match. think of John match, Cena? My match of the week. Match of the week. What about my John Cena? Uh, who? Uh, do you remember this? Don't move. Don't move. Slower. Slower. Okay, now tag me in. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Oh, he was loud. He was loud with the instructions to Kevin Owens. Yeah, he was. That's going to be on Botchamania. It was, man, but it was too much. But this was some great, great stuff. John Cena, you know, he um, he brings a more, uh, he brings a lot of energy and life to to the arena. So you know, that's what he what does. Is this, John Cena's is the man. Do? Like Roman looked a bit weak, and John Cena bringing brings a lot of energy back, and you know, to the to the SmackDown brand, to WWE in general. Man, it just takes it to a different level. He's he's one of the one of the all-time greats, man. It's Hogan, it's Rock, it's it's Stone Cold, it's Cena. He's up there. I I can see that. I I think I agree with you. It was also kind of that older style because he was doing the the big reactions yeah. to everything, mm-hmm. and we've been used to more of the Roman Reigns and very like Brock Lesnar, just less. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but cartoon kind of reactions john cena was very like hulk hogan 1980s yeah expressions which 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 is great i mean that's we loved it as kids and your son loved it yes 
What got him to a Hollywood star? I mean, he, he WWE produced Hollywood stars, you know. So yeah. he's a mega star. You can't deny that. Can't I don't deny it. He is a mega he's star. A, he's a mega star, and this and and when you look back at it, you know, um, Roman Reigns is a mega star too, and he will be mega star too. Um, yeah, he's a mega star as much as you can be in pro wrestling today. Right. Right. right? Like it's not the same. But that's not his fault, right? So yeah, he's a man. If you know, after the after the fact, you know, John Cena, um, the Usos they jumped John Cena and Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn, and um, so Drew McIntyre. They did. And, was this on? Yeah. Was this on? No, TV? wasn't on. TV. Oh. So Drew McIntyre, the brawling brutes, they came out and they helped make the safe. So the funny thing about it is this: Roman was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Roman's not done with this shit. He's gone. He was gone. Uh and the baby faces, you know, you know, they they you know they stood tall and then John Cena thanked the crowd and for, for allowing him to, to do it for twenty years. He thanked the people he shared a ring with. You know, he said he never had he had he had had a match for with WWE since he first started in two thousand and two. And um, you know, and um he, it wasn't gonna happen to it was in basically he lived in Tampa, Florida, I guess. So um He so, does this huge house and, and that was a big deal in the news yeah. at one time. These yeah. <laughs> by the way, um you mentioned Roman Reigns not having it. Did you see the interview with I think that was Sasha Banks' husband? You know, he's the wardrobe person. Mm-hmm. So they were interviewing him and he he put together the um bloodlines gear for for war games the red okay and he said there was roman reigns was going to wear red but when he put it on he didn't like the material so he just wore what he wanted to wear that's it yeah (laughs) he had the red um the red um the glove and he always wears the red drawers underneath that's like his staple that's like his michael jordan powder blue um Warm-up shorts. Right. The Bulls uniform. So, I mean, listen, man. Roman Reigns can do what he want. Um, whatever he want. You know, he's the biggest star they got going in WWE right now. They got to make another one. Um, they have to make another star. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, Vince, say what you want about Vince, but Vince always makes, makes make a star. You know, he makes a mega star. He always have one. Can't trip away make a mega star. Johnny Gargano ain't it. <laughs> well, we know he can unmake one. We see that someone who might, we don't know what was going to happen. We saw that with Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory is, I think um, Austin Theory is better off now than he was before. Different character, Austin. you know. Yes, I, think, I think. Who knows what Vince would have done with him eventually, right? But. He still was going to be um, a star with Vince, you know. But the the thing, the, it was the first iteration of the character. The second iteration mm-hmm. is, and the third iteration is what continues to build. Linda McMahon always said something. This is when she started with when the Rock, and she said it takes about two to three years to build new stars. And it feels and, these days that's even shorter than it feels like, doesn't right. it? Yeah. Right. So, so the OVW guys, they're still there, right? Mm-hmm. So the OVW influx of Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and uh, Batista is gone. Batista and Shelton Benjamin. That 
OVW, that class right there was 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 the last great class. And then, no, I'm sorry, they still around. And then the second, the first NXT iteration was the Shield, was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Those guys are still around too, except Mox. Mox is in is in um, AEW, but he's a big star as well. So the Shield that NXT brought up a lot of stars with Charlotte and Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks. That NXT brought up a lot of stars. Every Adrian Neville was a big star there as well, mm-hmm. um, and he's a star on AEW television. The only person that didn't make it was Bo Dallas. Yeah. You know. And we'll see if that's changing. You're right. Right. The Wyatt family, they made it. Bray Wyatt became a star. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I would say the people who made those decisions then, like Jim Ross and some of the others, um, were maybe better at that job than Triple H's and Shawn Michaels. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because they did um, triple if, – if, if Triple H would have stayed in power, Isaiah Isaiah Swerve Scott would have been a, was going to be a star. They 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 booked him strong. Yeah, and and, he's, and and look at him now. Yeah, it doesn't matter where he is on the card. I mean, he is a main event guy in AEW. He's one. He's at the top yeah. of what people are talking about. Because I didn't really know too much about Isaiah Swerve Scott, and they gave him, and they were booking him very strong in AEW. And I'm like, who is this guy? Isaiah. And then they put him in Hit Row, and I think Hit Row was put together to make him a star, just like how Mogul Affiliates was. Mm-hmm. I think Hit Row was going to make Swerve was put together to make Swerve a star, and you see, it's missing him very much. Well, he said that Stephanie McMahon told him in NXT that he was her favorite heel. Right. So, so Swerve Scott missing if if they had hit row with Swerve Scott right now, man, it, he man what he's doing now because they was gonna give him he was gonna get he was gonna get pushed, you know. Well, um, I, remember, I remember several years ago you and I were talking, and we were like, well, who who's who would have been the next big who's gonna who should be the next big star in WWE. And we mm-hmm. both said the same two names, Moxley mm-hmm. and, and Nakamura. And this is before all the nonsense with Nakamura with what they did with him. Like when he first came up, mm-hmm. people on the subway had his music as their ringtone. Oh, man, that was some great. That's some great theme music. Yeah. And that was supposed to be Sami Zayn's. But he turned it down. So. Wow. Wow. Well, we'll see what happens moving forward. I mean, um, I don't know. Did, did how great movie? Did you watch it? I watched. Well, on on I didn't order it, but I watched um, the um, what they're showing on Twitter. So, do you know how he won? He grabs wow. Muda, and it looks like he's kissing him. He's sucking the mist out of Muda, and then he sprays Muda in the face. Oh wow! And then he hit him with the knee. Kinshot. Wow, that's that's very unique. It is, and that's yeah. how he won. Well, well, big man, we've been waiting for this for the whole year. The awards of the oh, let's see, let's see what you got going on. So let's start first with um, mm-hmm. let's start with best creator. 
wrestler that made another wrestler. Who you go with here? Ooh, what do I got right here? What did I say? That's creator. Written down somewhere. Guy who made. So I have Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, explain that, please. Yeah. Because he had a big role in building Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' first feud, and he made Cody Rhodes look like a million bucks. That's a great line. Three, three matches. He lost to him three times, three different matches. All matches was good. All matches made Cody Rhodes look good. And it was and it established Cody Rhodes as a major, major player in WWE coming over from AEW. So I give it to Seth Rollins for his three matches with Cody Rhodes, making Cody Rhodes into a the next big star in WWE at the time until he got hurt. I am I am floored. I never would have thought that, but I love your explanation. I never thought of it that way. But you're right. I give it to Sami Zayn because okay. the way he gave personality to Jimmy Uso, you know, with the hand slap and Jimmy look at his smile and to Solo. He helped Solo kind of solidify that kind of enforcer. Um so I think he did too, he, uh, you know, making Jimmy stand apart a little bit from Jay is special. And I th so I give it to Sami Zayn. That's okay, let's go next one. Tag team of the year. Oh, tag team of the year. Well, here's what I'm going to say. And it's it might not be, you know, popular, but I'll give it to Swerve in Our Glory. Okay. I'm not talking about, you know, technical matches, this or that. But, you know, what I am, you know, pretty much talking about is just the fact that they had us kind of on the edge of our seats the whole time. And mm -hmm. they ended up having ended up some of the best tag team matches of the year in AEW. Uh, their match against the Acclaim, the first one, you know. So some of those things. So I give it to, they just never seem to get a lot of props. So I'm giving it to them now. Swerve in our glory. And I wanted to go um, two ways I wanted to go here, right? So I ended up going with the Usos over the Acclaim. Lightly. Wow. Okay. The Usos beat everyone. Um, this, this, you know, And they had killer matches. And it was part of the biggest storyline of of, in wrestling. So um, it doesn't work without them, the, the bloodline. And mm -hmm. um, and then not only that, they they play the biggest role too because they they there every week. They're the, they on both shows. They was on SmackDown mm -hmm. and they on Raw. And mm -hmm. then they if they need to be beaten, they they have to be the ones that get beaten for because they can't, they don't want to beat Roman. So they play a vital role in this whole in the WWE machine and in their whole overall um the bloodline storyline. You know they they fighting everyone. They're beating everyone, um, and if they need someone to lose to get a, a win over the bloodline, then the the Usos are normally the sacrificial lambs, and they're on both shows. Um, the bloodline is in the building, meaning they are the bloodline, um, and on the house shows, they're there. So I think they haven't, and they haven't good matches, and they've been champions for 400 and some odd days. So I have to give it to them over the claim, even though the claim had the biggest um, you know, the best thing going in AEW and in wrestling with the scissor me daddy ass thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it came on a little late. But um, but they was close. But that's why I chose the Usos. Yeah, you know, my negative with the Usos is I, I don't really feel like the tag team. I feel like the tag team titles have kind of been on ice for a while. Um, the 430, that's really the SmackDown titles. I know they're now the Unified Champions. But here's what I'll say. They're not only on two different shows. They're on the beginning and end of one show. So, like, when they were on SmackDown and they're in their match and they take some hits, it's like, man, and they're going to be on later, whether they're hurt or not. So they're all over the place. They're not only yeah. on both shows, but they have their match where anything can happen. And then you know they have to be there at the end and get involved, no matter how they're feeling. So their work rate is is just huge. And Very high. They, they were really like the big part of the war games, you know, going in first. And then the moment where Jimmy's about to go in and Roman stops him and sends in Sammy. So, so far, the bloodline's cleaning up between the two of us, right? Sammy, I got the guy making people, um, giving personality to Jimmy and uh, putting in, you know, his scenes with Solo, I think, helped Solo. Um, when Solo's like, Sammy, you ready to go to ringside with me? And then, like you said, the Usos. So they're, they're two for two right now. Well, they won't be three for three. Female wrestler of the year. Oh, oh, female wrestler of the year. Well, this is um. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. It's it's when it's not for me, and this is just for me. It's not somebody in WWE. Okay. Now, also, it's not somebody in AEW. Um. Because Serena Deeb kind of was gone half the year, right? Um, the best women's match of the year was in the first month or two of the year. I'm giving it to Kyrie Sane um, to okay. come back and be the first New Japan women's wrestling champion they've ever had. Um, I know we don't see much about her. It's kind of like an honorary thing that I'm giving her. But she, she left WWE. She asked to leave. And then to then go and be the first New Japan Women's Wrestling Champion. And she's going to be involved with something with Sasha Banks. I'll give it to her. Okay. Um, well, I got Jade Cargill. Wow, I'm shocked. I didn't... Woo! <laughs> carrying it. She's carrying Woo! it. Now that... I thought you were going to give it to Jamie Hayter. No, Jade Cargill. Undefeated. Undefeated all year long. Can't can't deny Jay Cargill. Woo! <laughs> I think you're gonna give it to you. Are you gonna give some award to uh, to Bow Wow at some point? Let's see. No, Jay Cargill. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, Jay Cargill is uh, for me. Uh, she was she my had, second choice. She was my second choice for sure. Yeah, Jay Cargill was my female wrestler of the year this year. Uh, it was hard. It was it was. It was nobody from, nobody really stood out no, for me, no, no. Um, you know. But you know, she did. You know, she had every every big match she came. She made a she had a presence been felt. You know, yeah. so Jerry yeah. Cargo for me. All right, let's go to the next um, storyline of the year. We can probably be able okay. to have the same. We probably have the same one. I don't think we I do. Think. Okay, I, and I know. 
and I know you're going to be disappointed, but here's what I'm going to say. Okay. My storyline of the year is the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, really? <laughs> now, here's why, right? So <laughs> it's, it's in January when Brian Danielson tells John Moxley, let's team together. Moxley says we have to bleed together first. They have the match. Moxley wins. William Regal shows up at that pay-per-view. And, you know, he kind of gets them both in order. They form the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Brian, you know, and, and they sell. Those shirts were killing it on pro wrestling tees. They sort of survived even with Wheeler, Utah in it. Okay. Now it ended, for all intents and purposes, it's over. But, um, and then Claudio shows up. And that was kind of a big thing. Was that Forbidden Door when he showed up? Um, so he shows up. So just the storyline of how it started as Brian Danielson's idea. They have the match. William Regal shows up. He's the mentor and he did the whole thing where Danielson's the best of me. Moxley represents the worst of me, the out of control part of me. Um, it went, it went to the wayside a little bit, but they did have that anarchy in the arena match, um, that involved, you know, Moxley's friendship with Eddie Kingston and the gasoline. So I think for me, that's the best storyline. The reason I didn't, well, you give yours and I'll explain why I didn't. Choose. Bloodline. Okay. It's the bloodline story. That's the, probably the great, one of the greatest wrestling storylines in history. As when you, this goes down, you're going to think of, remember this storyline for a long time, more than the Blackpool Combat Club. The reason I didn't Blackpool choose. Combat Club. I didn't choose them is because it won. That wasn't their original storyline. It was it was organic. The fans wanted Sammy, and two, I think they're kind of going week to week. Right, which works, you it know. Does. And and the reason why I I was like um, the Blackpool Combat Club could potentially could have been, but <laughs> Wheeler Utah. Utah. Yeah, but Wheeler Utah, Paul and Gruber. they completely. Went away from they did what they went from week to week in the Blackpool Combat Club, too. Just but it didn't work, no, you know. They started adding, um, it added Utah because they wanted to, you know, bring other people on. They chose the wrong people. If they'd have chose other people, then yeah, then the, the regal situation, Rio no longer, regal no longer wanted to be there. He yeah, can you imagine leave. if can you imagine if Samoa Joe was in it? With right. his history with them instead of Wheeler. But that's making my point. You're making my point why that's not the... the I'm the, saying it the, ended the, badly. It, but yeah. For most of but, the year. Yeah. Because every time they... Come on, baby. Every time they came up to, <laughs> and you see Wheeler, Utah coming on it, they, they get excited. Now, when you Young see Sammy... Wheeler, Utah. If, so, when you saw Sammy got involved as a, as a, as a spare part of the Bloodline storyline, Everything he's in, you you get excited for this yeah. the will of you to st- portion of it. You're like, I'm turning the channel, I'm changing the channel. I am. Like, yeah. So you don't want to change the channel on none of the bloodline members. But you know, then again, I understand you you wanted that to work so bad. No, and, um, no, no, no. I'm saying it didn't work. It started in January. It it's uh, they had great matches in the beginning. They had great promos. They sold a ton of shirts. I know Bloodline did too, but I'm just saying, from what the plan was, it and then it dropped off. Like every like every storyline, 
in AEW does. It just gets forgotten. But right. for most of it, for, for that part, I gave it to them. And again, the reason I didn't give it to the bloodline, it is kind of just based on audience reaction more than anything else. Everything is just kind of like Usi and, and yeah. this and that. It's it's just Sammy just improvising. And it and works. It, That's it what happens in the storyline. It works. Yeah. Um, I'm, holding it, I'm it. holding it against it. I'm holding the spontaneity against it for a storyline. Right. What was the best entrance so far for you? The best the, entrance was CM Punk against MJF when CM Punk came came to the ring wearing his original gear with his original song. Okay. And I the think this is match. I think mine was the same pay per view with Jay Cargill as She Hawk. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. What was the best repackage? Best repackage for me, and it's not, I mean, to call it a repackage, because really most of them, the, a successful one almost gets you back to zero, right? Because you've been mm -hmm. negative. Right. <laughs> like you go from a two to a negative 10, and a good repackage gets you to zero, at least, maybe one. Mm -hmm. To me, it's Daddy Ass. Daddy Ass. Daddy Ass. For he was he was like Brutus Beefcake. He didn't. Really, <laughs> he had so many different names. He didn't really have an identity. Eventually, they let him be Billy Gunn. WWE didn't go after him, but to be Daddy Ass is and the Scissor Me guy. That's that's gold. That is gold. Nah, uh, no, I agree. That was. I think you owe it to they owe it to Anthony Bowens, right? Because he's the one that said "scissor me, daddy ass" or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> I can't wait to hear yours. But. Mine is Austin Theory because he actually went to zero. Yeah, and yeah. Um, negative. He went to money. negative. Right, and then now they they repackaged him, and now not only that, he got his United States title back, and he's still on top now with a new vicious character. I forgot he was US up, champion actually. Which gonna which is gonna set him up. To be um, was gonna set him up to be a major player, um, this whole this twenty twenty three. I like your choice. the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Look, he's he he has that Luger Sting kind of thing that Cena has, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What was the um the return of the year? Oh, return! Did I even think of so somebody? I you know I guess. The return of the year, I don't think, I guess it's not really debatable, but let me, I know what you're going to say, and I'm just trying well, I'm to say it. Okay. Mine is Cody Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep, that's my return of the year. Yeah, I'll go with Cody Rhodes, too. Go with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, we agree on something. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> First time. <laughs> All right. Um. What would you say um, was the shocking moment? Impact, of Impact the year? is getting yeah. shut out this year. Last year, they got a lot of awards right. from us. What, the what was the shocking? Yeah. Well, well, shocking moment of the year. Most shocking moment of the year. I'm going to say, as far as making me really gasp, maybe it's because of the last impression, it was Samoa cutting off the man bun. Oh. <laughs> I was shocked. Okay, what about you? Mine's was Cody Roach revealing his um torn pec his whole arm 
was purple. Yeah. With elimination chamber match against Seth Rollins. That was shocking. Yeah, that was. That but was then, no, but but then that, I, but that was not that. But that was beating beat. But you know what beat that? What beat that? CM Punk media scrum. With <laughs> 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 eating a um. Eating the stuff from Minnie's um, Minnie's Bakery. Yeah, open on uh, <laughs> closed on Sundays and Mondays. <laughs> and drinking some unspecified drink. And for some reason, his habit is you have to take out fifty bottles that you're not going to drink. <laughs> right. Stack them. And, and, then... and he just he's letting you got to talk about why you gonna have no longer have a friendship or or talk about Hangman Page, who dipshit, who can, he don't know nothing about wrestling. Never been nowhere. <laughs> well, to, I, I like the answer that um, Conan or somebody said because Conan had talked to um, Cole Cabana, and he's like, a lot of those guys that Co- that Punk was talking about, they were like, he's been out for seven years. He doesn't know who any of us are, so who's he to say? Like we've done. He's like, we have done things. It's just he hasn't been paying attention for seven years. So, right. Um, what's the best announced scene for you? Wow, women of wrestling! It's it's Stephen Dickey, it's um, Dave McLean, and um, of course AJ Mendez, CM Punk's wife AJ Lee. For you. Okay, I want uh, I want to say this. My favorite announcer is Jay Jay Ross, right? Mm-hmm. But the fa- best announced team this year was Cole, Cole Michael Cole and Pat McAfee together as a tandem. Okay, because the, the it would have been Tony Schiavone and and Jr. But they have Excalibur, and he's messes oh, up a lot. Of stuff. He's the worst. So, he's the worst announcer. In my so, um, I that's the reason why I didn't pick. But Cole and Pat McAfee are good together. Hmm, I like that. This is something you came up with. Newest, uh, best original concept. Like oh, a, a, a wrestler match or angle. Explain this. So best original concept, we, we don't see a whole lot of originality in wrestling for a good reason. There's stories and stories have plot lines and, you know, a lot of things are similar and a lot of looks are similar or, you know, you can recall where they come from. So whether anything that we can think of that came out of absolutely anywhere, nowhere, um, it could be a wrestling gear, it could be the music, it could be a storyline, it could be anything that is very, <coughs> excuse me, Flash. thank you, very original. So just something, best original concept in general. Okay, what do you have? Here's what I have. On WoW Women of Wrestling, the vignettes they do, um, it's kind of like what they did with Lacey, but they've been doing it longer. But you'll hear them talk about all kinds of things. Um abuse, sexual abuse, um, mistreatment and when they were in the military, if some of them were, whether they're good or bad. And they do it in a, it's not just them talking, they film things and they'll, they'll show things like one of their stars, uh, Keita Rush, she was talking about how during the pandemic she took care of her mother and she played her mother's last voice message before her mother died. Um, so those kinds of things extremely original um to do it for 
not caring if it's a villain or or a hero um and it's just it's just something that i really like that wow didn't do as much before they're doing it more now and i choose that okay for the match original concept i Survivor match. That's not it's original. a mix of. Right. Who's that? That's not original. Shawn Michaels. It is original. Off. It is original. It's a mixture of of War Games, Royal Rumble, and a Scramble match. Okay. I thought it was original, so that's okay. what I picked. Um, as far as as far as yeah, that's what I have right there for that. What was the? Yeah. What okay. would have been original is if they had. If remember when Hit Row they had the feud with the Young Bucks on Twitter about sneakers, mm-hmm. what they should have done, AEW should have brought Hit Row on to feud with the Young Bucks for for one week, over and they they have a match kind of like those old Memphis matches where you win by taking off your opponent's shoes or boots. You have to take off their kicks, and at the end they can have the Young Bucks get top doll tied up in the ropes. Take off his Jordans and then tickle his feet. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he would agree to that. He didn't get pinned, right? I'm just saying. Right. A silly thing. What you got for promotion of the year? All right. So, as far as promotion of the year, WWE, it began with what could have been match of the year, the Fatal Five Way. Remember that? Um, so. Oh, day one. Yes. Day one. Fatal five-way. We also saw the bloodline. We saw Logan Paul. We saw um, the the um, my favorite one of my favorite matches, the Braun Strowman the Omos match. Uh, we we saw the um, the reemergence of Sheamus and his click. Oh, Sheamus had a lot of good We matches. saw the first war games in WWE, not NXT, but WWE, which did not disappoint. We saw the emergence of Sami Zayn. Uh, w- among all the changes and all the issues that they've had, they still had like the best highlights and some of the best events. So for me, hands down, the promotion of the year is WWE. Yeah, I have WWE as well. Um, they had all their basically premium live events was was good. Some of them was great. Uh, so you always judge um, them on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, um, WrestleMania last year was was great. Um, no, Rio was great, but the main event wasn't as good. I'm, you know, the the biggest WrestleMania match of all time was one of the was not as good. But Which one was that? everything else. Was Everything else was good. What was the... Um, the Roman and Brock for the both? You didn't belts. think that was good? No, I didn't like it. Did you like it? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I didn't like it. Oh, and I, I also left out the the um... SummerSlam match was better. Yeah, but they also had the um, Jackass match with Sami Zayn. I mean, oh, god, that, that, they... oh my god, that's one of my. If matches. you made a list of like the the things that I like the most for each promotion, the WWE one is almost three times as long as all the others. I mean, WrestleMania alone with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens segment, that oh, whole that was segment brilliant. was, brilliant. Brilliant. you know, you want to go with the Cody Rhodes returning against Seth Rollins in a nice match. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bianca Belair and Bailey, uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch match was okay. Yeah, You know what I mean? So if you want to go there, 
And then, of course, you know, the jackass match, Sami Zayn, which had no business being that damn entertaining, which probably was one of the top matches, most memorable matches on that card, you know? Yeah. Like I thought it was the second best match of the night. I I won't argue with you because... And then then if you really look at the stuff leading up to that, when the the end Zayn stuff, Sami Zayn been on a roll for a whole year and a half stuff he's been doing you know so you know it's, that's why i say wwe as well um there we go biggest news of the year oh i mean the biggest news of the year the biggest shattering thing was um it's i don't even know if it's official news it could just be a rumor but that that cm punk was not coming back to AEW. Broke me. Big Broke me as a fan. What about you? Biggest news, I have CM Punk up there. Um, I have also Naomi and Sasha, Sasha leaving. Mm-hmm. But what trumps all of that was Vince McMahon stepping down from WWE. who Nobody ever saw that coming. Oh, you're no right. One. That's, that's a good one, too. I no think this one of AEW affected me more because I... I loved CM Punk and AEW, but yeah, I mean, and it's interesting how it was covered. It's almost like kind of a sad thing for wrestling fans, but it, it's kind of the opposite in the regular world that would be considered a wonderful thing because of the circumstances. So it's very backwards, but yeah, that was huge. That was the Wall Street Journal that broke that right. story. Yeah, that's a big thing. That made that made the, the news. It was on Fox by Good Day New York. That was all over. Miss yeah. McMahon. Leave. But you know, it's crazy. Those two news items we just said, both of them will have a will have a out of the ring, you know, segment yeah, oh, show for sure. based upon that. If they're both on at the same time, which one are you watching? I'm watching both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the little vignettes when they have Vince McMahon harassing someone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah that was big big time stuff Vince McMahon leaving uh, in, in 2023 he might, he might be him returning you never know right yeah. well he wants to he wants yeah. to and nobody's right. really going to stop him so okay so let's go to match of the year okay so I really had four candidates right the day one fatal five way because it reminded me of WCCW, just Smash Mouth. Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa, which was, okay. the, to me, the greatest women's match of the year. Omos, Omos versus Braun Strowman, which for me felt like Hulk versus Andre, WrestleMania three. Um, oh, I said four. I have, like, well, the, the other runner-up was Darby Allen versus Kyle Riley. It was like oh, okay. Kyle versus Kyle. Kushida. My, my winner is Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. And I chose that one because the other ones kind of, rem- I mentioned what they reminded me of. This match didn't remind me of anything. It was just the surprise ending that Jericho submitted, the submission move that was used, the plum submission from um, the woman, and, and the story behind it, the, the woman wrestler um, who who used that hold, um, Marico, I think it is. Uh, Plum Marico. Plum 
who died at the age of 30 because of pro wrestling. And the, the fact that except for one small spot, the entire match took place in the ring, match of the year for me. Excellent, excellent. I have a few candidates too, man. I mean, um, one is um, the Acclaim versus Swerve in Our Glory and mm. uh, All Out, that first one. Match, right? So I have that one. I have... I'm the two top ones. I'm kind of like maybe a tie. I'm gonna say a tie, man, because it's going to be Sheamus and and Gunther at 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 um Clash at the Castle. A lot of people have that. Yeah. When I watched that match, that match was amazing. I I just was in awe. And then the second match I would say would be Logan Paul and Roman Reigns' Crown Jewel, which mm-hmm. was another awesome match. Like, literally, it was Epic. an awesome match. Yeah, awesome match. I didn't see anything from AEW. Um, well, here's what I'd say about AEW, Brooklyn Muller. Their first two pay-per-views of the year were great, and then it felt like a slide the last three. Right. Except for your Except Swerve for... in the Glory match. At, at uh... Let me ask you a question. What was the biggest match AEW produced this year? I think it was supposed to be Punk and Hangman Page, but it didn't. It it just they were beaten up too much, and it just wasn't. I mean, was the Anarchy in the Arena? This was that was this year, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. Was it? Um, because yeah. what pay per view was? Yeah, yeah, was no, this it, year? Was. it was. It was. Blackpool Combat Club is is only from this year. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that match a whole lot, and I like where Eddie Kingston was just coming about to set people oh. on fire, and, and he man, poured it on Brian Danielson and stuff. He just, but he's not his friend anyway. He's Moxley's friend. He's he not. Didn't care. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't care. He's just gonna light people on fire. Um. So yeah, I have those two matches. Logan Paul. Um. Man, he he had a hell of a year with the matches he had. Yeah. Um, so I mean, even the first match he had, enough was enough to be great. I mean, that was a right. great match. Against Ray Mysterio. Um, up and coming wrestler of the year. Oh, besides Wheeler, Utah? Is that who you're... Oh. <laughs> I pick Dominic. Dominic? Yeah. Nothing wrong with Dominic. I. You know what? I'll pick... Do- I'll... um. I'll say I'll say um, Roxy Roxanne. Roxanne Perez. Yep. Okay. All right. And wrestler of the year, who you got? Male. Right. Okay. Male wrestler of the year. It was between two, really. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal, who was mm-hmm. in Ric Flair's last match, Ricky Steamboat's last match. Had a great match with Sting at AEW, and all his matches were great. The other one is Roman Reigns. His match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which he survived. I didn't know if he was going to walk after that match. He had, um, you know, the bloodline, of course. Um, 
viral videos him catching this the microphone that brock threw at him at wrestlemania also him with the logan paul table spot and what puts it over and my choice is brought is roman reigns is it's been a long time since there's been a wwe champion that everyone agrees should be the champion for a long time people would say this guy brock lesnar he's never there shouldn't be him shouldn't be this guy don't let it be that guy when's this person going to lose the belt i don't think anybody disagrees that roman reigns is the right man is the perfect wwe champion so i go with roman reigns that's a really good point i go with roman reigns as well um he, he's every time he's in a match he delivers it's not the most technically sound match but you will be sports entertained WWE does. They put on the best sport entertainment um, show, you know, on the planet, right? Um, not so much for five-star matches, but to be sports entertained, to that, you know, and that's what they specialize in. And I think Roman Reigns is a dominant champion. Listen, WWE is born, was breaded on dominant champion since the WWF days, you know, with superstar Billy Graham, Bruno San Martino holding it for a long time, Bob Backlund holding it for an X amount of number of years, Hulk Hogan holding it for three years until he finally lost it. You know what I mean? They, they're used to long title reigns. It brings stability. It gets character development um, for, for the company, and it builds that person up. So, you know, I think the the four hundred is that he had the belt. Um, you know, it's and, and and to be honest with you, the Sami Zayn, the inter, you know, the um the interjection of the injection of Sami Zayn helped the situation even more, and um, and made this whole Roman Reigns title reign. Um, more enjoyable because Sami Zayn around and and you never know what he's gonna say or he's gonna do to make them laugh or what they're trying to do. To, to sometimes it's not even about the title with the bloodline. It's what is going on in the bloodline. Is Raymond gonna snap on Jay? Is that's he gonna their, is he gonna believe Jay? Yeah, that's right. Be- it's not who they're against. It's when right. it's an internal issue. Right. Jimmy Jimmy and Roman was the last really good thing they did. The whole Paul and. Brock Lesnar thing was their right. Yeah, you're right. I right, right. And I think they just they they just they just hot shot at Brock Lesnar into into a few with Roman because they ain't want to put nobody else up there to do it. And then that's the only fastest storyline they can use was the Paul Heyman story. I thought that storyline could have worked. To be honest with you, if if they would have kept Roman um Brock on Raw and then Paul Heyman been sneaking over to Raw. And managing him as his as his advocate, and then running back at his man. Well, that was a, that, that was your great work. idea you had, and we yeah. Are we ever going to see them team together? Like it's just man. If that would have, if that boy oh boy, but who would they face? They can't. That's a that's a super team. Who but would if they it was face? Saudi Arabia, it could. And it's not going to happen now. But if it was Saudi Arabia, it could have been like Goldberg and Lashley. Oh, you know what I mean. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other categories? No, that's it. I, I have, yeah, um, I have um, uh, here's comeback of the year. 
not repackage of the year but oh no i'm sorry that was kind of the same here's here's one um that i put down um um promo of the year oh who you have for that okay now here's what i'm gonna say i know we talk about cm punk because that was a promo at the at the table um at the press conference but here's my do you know what i'm choosing promo of the year christian cage on uh jungle boys family oh that was good too that was fire that was people in my family who don't watch wrestling and don't care they were like wait is he talking about luke perry's family <laughs> he was like to me that was promo he's like their best promo guy he's like one of their top two or three um so i choose that one who do you got my promo of the year would be cody rhodes after rest on raw after wrestlemania when you say why he returned <laughs> oh, okay. and why and he wanted to win the nw win the title uh the wwf title for his father, I thought that was the best one for me off the top of my head. That's that, yeah, no, and off the top of your head is important because that just shows how long something was with you, you know? Um, yes. Pay per view of the year. <sighs> pay per view of the year had to be Clash at the Castle. Okay, that was, that was a great one. I have, a tie, I have a tie. Because they're really three great matches on each one. I have both AEW, Double or Nothing, and Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's... I Remember when we talked about Sept? Yeah. I actually wrote down two. I just saw... I had the one I told you was for women. And that was the what they do with WoW. Do you know what I have for men, Best Concepts? Which one? Here's Here's something interesting. It was the ladder match from Revolution. And why I thought it was the best concept was they had six wrestlers. Three of them were heavy, were super heavyweights. Warlow, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs. And they did something that I wasn't used to. Like, you know, they weren't going to do all the crazy dives and things like that. They did some funny stunts with Orange Cassidy, but the way at each one point, each of them took turns where, you know, Keith Lee was about to climb the ladder and win and Wardlow just taps him on the shoulder and says, come down. And then he comes down and they slug it out just to see heavyweights, not just the one guy who takes all the bumps to have three of them have a great ladder match was I've never seen that before. No, that's no. I understand. Oh, I gotta say this. My promo of the year, because you caught me on the last one. Yeah, yeah. was MJF. Um, after um, after the um pay per view. Oh, when he was cursing Tony Khan. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed that one, and then the one with him and Ricky Starks went back and forth. Oh, that was good. That was yeah. Ricky Starks so had a great was... one at the end of the year too. But yeah, but yeah, that, that, that I like your. Cho- so is that your final? And the last and the last one, hot and cold. Who started up the year hot and ended up cold? Mine is Warlow. <laughs> Mine is Brian Danielson. No. <laughs> Both AEW. What do you think of that? He's going to the title. He's going for the title. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, all right, before we go, big man, what's the wow report? I didn't see it. I was watching uh, the New Year's Eve shows. So, so yeah, so okay. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening another year. And it's been great. Thank you, Brooklyn Mahler, for having me on. No, thank you, big man. This has been the State of Wrestling and the Power Draw Report. We'll see you guys next week. Most definitely. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.